on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Kinder and I are joined by a brand new guest, somebody who's making their Triple B debut, and it's a good one, because Kidder and our guest spend some time together behind the mics. That's right, we're going to dive into the past a little bit as they share their glory days behind the mics as radio DJs. Get ready for funny stories, hilarious stories. I mean, I laughed a lot during all of this, but also... A little bit of ranting, a little bit of raving. It's all good. You're in a great place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork Paul Beverage, Pulpacies, and your time The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that for some reason is kicking it old school radio tonight. Why? Because we can. And that, and I forgot what I was going to say for an opening line. I am your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, Howie Blues, I am fan-freaking-tastic. I am hopped up on caffeine. I am ready to go. I'd say it's been a week, but that's typically your line. And so you... it. Whoa, holy crap, he's got the shirt. He's got the shirt on, folks, tonight. And, uh, well, okay, so he says that it's been a week. I think tonight is going to be a night or a day or an afternoon or early morning depending on where and when you are when you actually see or hear this train wreck uh howie blues how are you doing tonight uh you know kidder i'm doing all right uh yes it's been a week and unfortunately it's all stuff i can't talk about i love that work stuff that you know you just can't say anything about got to be zipped about it so it, it cuts down on what i can banter about but let me just say yeah, I'm glad it's Friday. I'm glad the week is over, and uh, I'm ready, ready to have some fun tonight. That's good. Hopefully, tonight is one of those shows. And of course, don't talk about it on the podcast because then the whole thing is going to get subpoenaed. <laughs> yep. Yes. So, <clears throat> Howie Blues, I have some news for you. Oh, late on going to be breaking news. Well, let's get that graphic out. <laughs> so howie blues you know i have been doing radio now for years and i go way back started in the el forco grande bringing it down across north dakota all over the place and you know that my roots run deep made lots of i can't even call them friends I mean, basically, we are radio. We're radio family. You know what I'm saying? Or perhaps uh, it's all about family. You you bring the fast and the furious into this, right? You're talking about family. Okay. So I put out a call. It was more of a text. But I put out the call to bring in one of my and uh, perhaps even yours radio history lessons and basically he's got his phd by now because he was hitting radio long enough 
and he's got a lot to say. A good old friend of mine from Grand Forks, now living elsewhere, smack dab in the middle of one brother Nico and one rude boy Kyle. It's PK himself, the Paul Kelly. Welcome to the show, Paul. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Better now. I mean, look at that thing. He He's uh, over there. Uh, I'd say you're slapping the bass like uh, good old times, no, but you don't have no, the bass. This is, no, this is, well, I do have a bass right behind me back there. Uh, you can actually see it's the black and white uh, Thunderbird there. Might have this to do is, that um, This is my number one. This is Martha. She is a Gibson Les Paul BFG. Stands for Barely Finished Guitar. Uh, currently tuned to an open G, Keith Richards style. So, and that is the most musical lesson that uh, we may have had on this show. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, when you, you text people. me, you're like, "It's about blues and beer and bar." I'm like, "Blues? Oh, okay." Yep. Yep. So, and I'm I'm never more than about five feet from a guitar. We've had we've had several um, people on the show from several touring, nationally touring rock bands, including uh, cool. Clinton Keenan from another lost year, Blake Bedsell from the band Saul, and uh, I. Should probably dig into the repertoire a little bit more and get some more of the cool people on from over the years. But you know what? Every, every week's another show. So here we are. And uh, one of the things that we love to do on the show, PK, right at the top, it's typically everybody's favorite uh, thing, and that is what's on tap. <laughs> and now uh, you broke us some mildly heartbreaking news for us but uh good yeah. news for your liver and that yeah. is you had a resolution that yeah. you're 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 getting dried out you're not so much of a soak uh, today as you usually are when well around. i mean my i mean through the <laughs> 90s and 2000s my bar bill was roughly the equivalent of the national debt of uganda so I was like, eh, let's cut back a little bit. And plus, I'm getting a little saggy around the midsection in, in my old age. So <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't blink and burn a thousand calories like I did in my 30s and 40s. Sure. So sure. I was like, ah, and both my wife and I were like, let's cut back a little bit. And I'm not like we were, you know, big booze hounds or anything, but um, it, it's, you know, not uncommon for me to have a couple of scotches or a couple of beers after work on a Friday. I'm actually, uh, as, as far as what's on tap, I'm just drinking flavored water this evening. So, Did you flavor it yourself? Uh, no, it came flavored. It's black cherry. Did you fly to the location where it was flavored? <laughs> did you hand pick the flavor? <laughs> Uh, my wife did actually. She's you know, oh, wow. she's much more that, productive. I, I sat at home on my fat ass playing guitar. <laughs> that is amazing. She went all the way to the distribution she, she's the, center. She's the greatest. Yeah, she's the best. And uh, are, are we thinking a certain brand of this? Is there calorie the, content? Uh, it's zero calories, zero sugar. Oh, so um, there's nothing in it. Did you get an it's, empty it's, can? It's, it's fizzy water with black cherry flavor. That's it. Yeah. I know I suck, but I, you know, I, I mo and mostly it's because we both want to cut back weight, especially me. I mean, I'm six one and I was on New Year's Day, I was tipping the scales at 235, which is way too heavy for me. So I was like, yeah, let's cut out booze. Let's cut back on the weight. So yeah, that's my, like everybody else on the planet, I want to lose weight this year. So I just want to get under 200. That's my goal. Well, very good. We're proud of you. Thanks. And unlike I'm Howard, 
I'm br- I'm bringing out my inner journalist, and I'm asking the hard hitting questions right here in Triple B. Thank you, thank you for answering. <laughs> Straight to the point, Howard. What do you got tonight? Well, Kidder, uh, I I'm going to a brewery that I, I I seem to be enjoying a lot these days. Uh, that is the Distill Brewery out of Normal, Illinois. Uh, I'm not having one of their sours. Uh, no, I am having their peanut butter porter. So, yeah, it's an American porter with peanut butter flavor. It has tasting notes such as nutty, chocolatey, smooth. It is 6.1% alcohol by volume, 25 IBUs, and uh, the description reads, chocolate and caramel notes from roasted malt collide with creamy peanut butter flavor, creating a luxurious combination on the palate. Subtle sweetness, medium body, and creamy mouthfeel give way to a smooth finish, providing a liquid dessert sensation for the senses. Cheers. So did you say creamy mouthfeel? It does say creamy mouthfeel on this. <laughs> now you're picking up on the true meaning of this show. Thanks, PK. I'm, I knew you'd get it right away. You know, it's just because of the YouTube algorithm. I'm not going to touch that with a 10 meter cattle prod. <laughs> There's just no way. With the peanut butter porter? Yeah. Uh, That's why, is there, why is there peanut butter in everything all of a sudden? Peanut butter beer, peanut butter, peanut butter whiskey is disgusting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm a whiskey drinker and uh, I try to swallow. I'm like that. I, I just about came out of my nose. God, that was awful. Mm-hmm. Mm. No wonder I always see peanut butter whiskey on sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got a very peanut butter smell to it. So I, we'll see how it goes. It's surprisingly more bitter than I was expecting. So it's definitely got kind of a dark chocolatey feel or taste. I'm stuck on that word mouth, mouth feel. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was because of that like hairy whopper that we talked about that yeah. one episode. It, it just mouth feel and a hairy what whopper. What the hell kind of podcast is this? <laughs> Hairy mouth feels and creamy mouth feels and Jesus Christ. I said it was on a YouTube, but God, which I, one? God, I feel yeah. like Jody Foster in the accused for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> There's a timely joke. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, hey I, I have breaking news. <laughs> Did you know the Skywalk at UND? They took it down. It's gone. Did you know? Uh, I, I did know that. Yeah. I it's did. gone. No, it's gone. And yeah. more breaking news Walsh Complex. That some bitch is gone too. It's, it's Walsh out Com- here. What? Why? They took, the whole thing's gone. They, they destroyed it. They took it down. But They're what? building a new complex to fix oh. their wrongs. <laughs> Well, God forbid UND students have a, a warm place to walk. Let's take that sky skywalk down when it's 80 below 90. Well, did you know that McVeigh and West had already been taken down and reopened brand new residence halls? I did not. Glass fascias and everything. Wow. Getting all kinds of high tech. I love that this is actually news to PK. <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, I live in a, you know, I live in a, a different place now. And I, you know, yes. we, we get back to Grand Forks. Like my wife is from here. 
she lived in, in, in Grand Forks for seven years, and that's when we actually met for the first time. So she has a really good sense of Grand Forks, but you know, that's I was born and raised there for the most part. So, you know, when I hear like, hey, there this part of UND is gone, I'm like, what? <laughs> that is news. That's huge. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. His his face is just getting me right now because he I, took a, a big enough swig and I he got too that, much yeah. of a mouthfeel, I think. <laughs> is it uh, too much creamy mouth for you, Howard? <laughs> uh no, it seems to get Does it look like, like it. It's see, oh, it's it's kind of like worse the more I drink this. Um, I I was gonna give it a better rating, but uh, this is I'm like a one point relax your throat. It goes yeah. down easier. No, yeah. and so that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> too much foam on top of that, or what? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, that is not great. <laughs> hey, we're like five minutes in, and I broke PK. Like this is this is going <laughs> oh, great. No. No, I haven't broken me yet. Okay. Yeah. You haven't broken me yet. Good. We still have time. All right. Yeah. The the union well, also. If I start snorting, then I then you broke me. Get her. What are you having? <laughs> Suppose I should get something to drink. <clears throat> Tonight I have, yes, the Stone Cold Rocks glass. Ah. And it's it, it is a bigger than average rocks glass. I have to yeah, say, it's a, it's a bit girthy. That's, so that's more of a highball glass. You know, it is what it is. Uh, and since we have PK on, he has uh, some roots of the Ireland, correct? Yes, sir. I'm mostly Irish, Irish and Scandinavian. See, I remember something every once in a you while. You do. I'm impressed. <clears throat> I had a chance to uh, meet one of the reps from this brand, Glenda Lock, and I've talked. We talked about it on the show uh, several times, but this is a delicious Glenda Lock pot still Irish whiskey, a forty-three percent alcohol by volumes, and this is a, a seven fifty. Now it is made at Glenda Lock Distillery in Wicklow, Ireland, and is a product of Ireland. Uh, on the front, you see Saint Kevin. And uh, <laughs> St. Kevin, he sounds like the patron saint of like sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, St. Todd and, you know, St. Yeah. Terry. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we got Kevin. Kevin, he's holding the uh, the Blackbird. And uh, on the other hand, it's uh, uh, the the different herbs and spices that are grown on the mountain and the bourbon casks soften and sweeten the whiskey. And then uh, they have the oak casks complement and balance it with the classic pot still spices. And this is one of my favorite blends from Glendalock. <clears throat> we got to try a bunch of them. Uh, the cool thing, if you notice on the bottom, there are numbers. So mm, then you, you can wow. go on the Glendalock website, type in the numbers, and actually see what trees they took down to make the casks that they put this in. Huh. It's pretty hardcore. They also have gin and a forager on staff. Uh, the forager is on staff, goes out, finds the different herbs on the uh, mountainsides around the distillery and that's what goes into the pots when they're making that blend of gin hmm. cool 
All right. So I think that Mark, I want to I want to say just looking at the spelling of that and knowing a bit about yeah. Gaelic, I think that's Glendalough, I think is the more correct pronunciation. Probably in Ireland, I would imagine. Yeah, Glendalough. But uh, their rep kept saying that it's Glendalough because it's at uh, the lock next to the uh, the Glenda. But that's it ends in a GH, not a CH. So it'd, yeah. be, it'd be an F yeah. sound, Glendalough. Yeah. Gaelic. So the rep is smoking crack. Probably. You tell him I said so. <laughs> I'm sure he'll never see this show. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Tell him whatever you want. <laughs> he did have a good recommendation, and uh, I'll throw this one your way as well. I've had this on the show as well uh, before. Oh, I've had that. It is yeah, uh, phenomenal. Stuff. Yep, that's good Se- stuff. The seven-year triple barrel age, and the cool thing about this, they ele- it's called elementally aging. They literally put this whiskey into the casks. They put it in shipping containers out on the west coast of Canada. So it's sealed from the elements. But depending on the temperature of that area of the country over the seven years makes the whiskey taste different. Mm -hmm. And so every batch is slightly different. Some of the best booze in the world comes out of the PNW, man. They make great beer. They make great whiskey. They have excellent wine. That's man. That's that's like my second choice of where I want to live somewhere in the PNW. I'd I'd live in BC or you know something like that. How's the nose on that, Marky? Cheers, gentlemen. Uh, lots of spice. Slanja. You get you, you get you get a ton of spice off of that, and I I love that because I'm a huge rye fan myself. Oh, yeah. I was just recently turned on to rye by another guitar player friend of mine. Like, I'd never had it. I'd always heard it, you know, like in songs and stuff. um, And he heard people mention it, but I'd never tried it before. And he's like, here, wrap your lips around this and gave me a glass of rye. And I was like, this is amazeballs. And I became a fan immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the peppery notes. That's I think what does it for me because I love putting pepper on uh, food. And then with with this, you get you get the uh, the strong spices, peppery notes. And then you yeah. get the smooth amber taste, and then a little bit of the ethanol bite right at the end. But it helps keep the the mm. pepper of the rye rolling on your tongue. So even cool. right now in that little sip that I had, my tongue is still going, yeah. have another, have another, please. No, yeah, have drink another. more of that. Thank you, Sam. I have another. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a scotch drinker at all? Either one of you boys? Usually not. No, I, if I you typically, like, typically, if you like the rye. zip of that kind of rye, uh, my personal favorite scotch, if I'm, if I'm willing to spend the money, cause it ain't cheap, uh, is Ardbeg. It's like, liquid campfire <laughs> it's mm. it's really really peaty and smoky absolute favorite scotch my brother-in-law got me a bottle of art bag for christmas a couple of years ago and i made it last for almost four months <laughs> it's it's like you just you you don't want to room don't put rocks in it serve yeah. it at room temp in the right glass and just oh, yeah. sip it's i don't want to get uh, demonetized by youtube it's effing awesome it's my <laughs> absolute favorite scotch and God love my brother-in-law for getting it for me. He's like, oh, Paul likes scotch. 
fucking him this this <laughs> at the time I, I don't know what it is now i've been bought in a while but at the time it was like 80 bucks a bottle but worth every penny if you're if you like scotch and I, I, if you like that kind of flavor that kind of that kind of palette or whatever <laughs> profile thank you that's what i was looking for profile hey, I'm, that kind I'm, of flavor profile i bet right. you would probably like art pick and probably you too howard <clears throat> I mean, if you if you like a nice creamy mouth, you'll like this. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was going to say, Kinder, we need to ask the the important question on this, which is, how was the mouth feel on that? Does it have a creamy mouth? It's got a bit bit of a bite on it. Yeah, it's a smoky mouth. <laughs> it's it really gets you in the teeth. So, and then like, well, Mark, you know, I used to be a big Guinness drinker. Yes, I've and I've. I still I held the record at the Blue Moose, believe it or not, for fastest p- uh, chug of a p- pint of Guinness. It was like just under two seconds. <laughs> I, I beat the bartender. Um, and you can you can ask Tyler, the head bartender at the Moose. He's like, ask him if PK is the record holder, and he'll say yes. Um, I actually started drinking old style because it's like seven bucks a six pack for a six pack of Pounders, and it's like good cheap beer. And and also, I'm a Cubs fan, so <laughs> I'm kind of required to drink old style. Uh, but that, yeah, that's my that's my weapon of choice for beer now too. I mean, I still like Guinness, obviously. I'm going to have to go out and find uh, some of that because if you look in the old Triple B fridge, oh, you're empty, man. Yeah. Um, cool. I mean, I have five bottles of whiskey so like i'm i'm set <laughs> yeah you, you're pretty much stocked up on the good stuff but <laughs> it's the, the rest of it uh, is not there uh now if brother nico was on the show he really loves those peaty mossy real heavy with the smoke scotches and, and i i can't i i've had a couple of them that are real real peaty and you get the out of it and uh sometimes for me the the excess smoke taste kills it and so i like the the spice from the the flavorings versus you know the smoke but fair enough everyone's kind of an acquired taste i like, i'll I really try it I I've, I'll crack a bottle of scotch. My wife, not a scotch drinker. And like, I'll crack, like, even if it's just like, like mid range stuff, like, like sort of my go-to, if I just want, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of booze. Um, I'll get like Johnny Walker black. And as soon as I crack the bottle, she's like, what's that smell? That's, <laughs> that's, that's scotch. honey. <laughs> she's like, that's gross. And she, she won't yeah, like, she won't even kiss me after I've had a glass of scotch. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, not for a while anyway. and like well i mean it used i used to also i quit smoking too i used to smoke Woo! a couple of years ago thank you good job thanks proud of you for that man thank you so now she has no excuse to you know if i'm going for a kiss you can't be like you smell like smoke <laughs> so, <laughs> what you know what i noticed because we're all in the voice business you know what i've noticed after i quit smoking like you think that that smoking gives you kind of that rumble if you listen now like i've always had a deeper voice but i have more rumble now after the last couple of years after i've quit smoking yeah i have much more resonance and clears out yeah and singing wise too i have way more lung power if i'm if i'm singing and so can i recommend enough quitting smoking if you're a smoker love it love to hear that random side note you're talking about smoking but uh you may remember him uh one of my current co-workers on 96.5 the walleye is bromo uh (laughs) time up at uh, uh, one of the Minot stations and uh, all over the country. But, uh, of course, uh, you 
remember him and he wanted me to say hello to you because i i uh, name dropped that you were going uh, to be on the show tonight. tell him i said hi back and, and i hope he's doing well he's got his little cigar and and he's a little stogie and still kind of just hanging on to it so, but uh he's on right before me uh nine to two and then i take over and write the ratings hmm. ship. <laughs> uh, not really i don't know i haven't seen a ratings sheet since i started so whatever <laughs> it is what it is let's be honest uh, i'm very sad because i don't have the bottle of whiskey down here that i uh showed howard last week uh but it's a captain's table star trek whiskey Ah. Uh, out of the first batch and the bottle was <laughs> hundred and some dollars um, <laughs> and it but the uh man whoever whoever decided to start putting star trek logos on booze is now a multi-gazillionaire um one of my buddies in grand forks brought back from the uh, remember the old star trek experience in vegas yes he brought back a bottle of klingon blood wine yeah and it cost him like two hundred dollars <laughs> And it's just, it's like a shitty Merlot. It's like, it's like nothing special, but just because it said Klingon blood wine on it. It's like my bottle of blood wine is upstairs, <laughs> but of course it is. I, I forgot. The, your, oh, the Cardassian Canar. Yeah. I, th I forgot you were as big a truck nerd as I am. I forgot about and that. And this is, and this is the rye whiskey. This is the anniversary edition for the 30th anniversary nice. of DS9. Yeah. Made off of the initial prop that Cork uses the when mold, he's pouring yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Damar some glasses of Canard. Mm -hmm. DS9 is actually probably my, well, uh, I guess I'm, I'm more of a TOS guy, but I still, uh, DS9 is probably my second favorite. Here was oh, an Andorian blue wow. ale. Yep. Very, nice. Very but, but. <laughs> Do you, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the booze now. Uh, Chateau Picard. No. From the vineyards no. of Captain it's in, it's, Picard. It's, it's what they drink at the table in, uh, undiscovered country. Romulan ale. Romulan ale. Romulan I have two bottles <laughs> upstairs. It's illegal, Mark. <laughs> I, um, yeah. But I, I have uh, uh, Ricin wine, you know, the, from Riza. Mm -hmm. I have two bottles of that. There's two variants. One's from Deep Space Nine, and then the other Whoa. one is from Enterprise. Have both of those upstairs. Damn, Haven't tried those yet. I am deeply impressed. The Canar. This is the regular, <laughs> was the regular bottle of Canar. And then it comes with the, you know, that looks oh, yeah. oddly familiar, right? Mm -hmm. descriptor on it and howard's like we've already spent like eight episodes on this why are we talking about this again why howard because it's star trek is damn more popular <laughs> but then also federation of beer these guys work with local brewers to make star trek beers they basically have the license through cbs paramount and do all of the work and get it set up for you or for the companies but they have an engage ale that was really cool a captain's lager 
The Enterprise Blonde Ale. Wow. I got to try that one in Vegas. A Vulcan Ale. Irish Red. Okay, that's uh, bullshit because Vulcans don't drink. <laughs> they don't make their own booze. Well, you know. And there's the Engage Galaxy Class Ale. Nice. But uh, you can find out more about them at federationofbeer.com. I might and check that out. That's pretty cool. And they don't give me anything for that. So. <laughs> but they, they do have some cool glasses, too. I had to, I had to pick this up. The Galaxy Class Ale glass. Oh, yeah. Anyway, collection of random stuff. All right. How about uh, Rock Whiskey? You know, Metallica has the blackened whiskey. Blackened. <laughs> this is the, that sounds that sounds like it should be a scotch. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, I suppose with with uh, the smoke in it. But mm-hmm. this this is the limited edition seventy two seasons blend that they made for the new album from twenty twenty three that I imported from Phoenix. <laughs> When I was down there earlier to see Metallica, I forgot how big a you are for Metallica. You're like yeah. me with Kiss. How about the the blackened rye? That one I can get locally. Haven't mm-hmm. tried it yet. It's it's on the list. And then yeah, the uh, the regular is hmm. now. PK, did you know that each of these bottles of the the standard blackened like this have a batch number? Uh, you know, mark up until uh, about a minute and a half ago, I didn't even know those existed. So, no, I did not know that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am I am happy to be here to enlighten you on uh, Metallica. Yeah, I, until they put out a casket or condoms, they're not going to match Kiss and marketing. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's still time. I mean, that would have been a great time at Death Magnetic to put out a coffin. I, mean, I was going to say. Like, yeah, logo and, was a cough, and 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 make it the Cliff Burton edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that's dark. Does does it come with a that's bus? That's me, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, the it, the coffin is engraved with a bus on it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> then it's no. Feel um, free to take these ideas, James Hetfield, if you're watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you go on blackandwhiskey.com, You type in the batch number, and then it gives you the playlist that was played for that batch of blackened really because they put it in the sonic chamber Mm -hmm. and they blast the same playlist over and over and and i've i tested it out with two other people we had two different batches and did the old switch blind taste test and we proved that both of them taste different because of the sonic emanations of Metallica doing what? Yeah, diff- different songs have a different resonation uh, to it. Obviously, with this, you'd want a playlist with their version of Whiskey in the Jar. I mean, yeah. That would be only, only right. <laughs> if it doesn't have Whiskey in the Jar, what, what the f- is the point? <laughs> Howard's agreeing, but he's also sick of <laughs> me talking about Star Trek and Metallica. Metallica yeah, that's... <laughs> what, whatever else, but... I got to see him in Phoenix, and I was very disappointed that James got COVID, so I couldn't see the second night. They postponed it a week. You can uh, go back in time and watch that episode. I, I might September. see now. I now that I, I like, I didn't even know this existed until you texted me like, "You want to be in my podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I didn't know you had one, so now I have to subscribe. Once again, so now we'll go back and watch. Yeah, hey, that's stuff. a cheap plug. Thanks, PK. Yeah, I'm not the only one doing the cheap plugs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I'm one of like 11 Americans left who doesn't have their own podcast. So yes. I'll be a professional guest on podcasts. I think that'd be way better. Much less work. I'll, all I have to do is sit here and be charming. <laughs> I don't have to do any editing, nothing. No yeah. prep work. <laughs> Dream gig. So, Howard, now that you have PK's email, uh, <laughs> he, he just float him an invite whenever. And sure. Make I'll be anytime you want, man. Love it. I was going to talk about video games because all three of us have gone through the Halo shuffle. Howard and I spent many an hour bashing our heads against the wall for certain missions along the Halo timeline. Oh, yeah. Well, and Mark, course, you're, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Halo dork, too. And you were one of the original Hellhounds with me and my buddy John, yep. who I was actually just gaming with before I came on the show tonight. Awesome. Um, I still have the screenshot he took of you and I standing next to each other when we were doing a Lazo run on Exodus on Reach, Halo Reach. Yeah. We were doing a Lazo run. And yeah, and there's a, sh a shot of you and I standing together. Uh -huh. It was a pretty cool I shot. Miss those days. Oh, man. That's for the truck. Yeah, <laughs> you're, ta you're talking about in the, in the package where you can take yes. the truck and jump it over the chasm. Yeah, Howard would have loved that one because he did, uh, I think, what we did in that instance and was not go over but drive it off the cliff. Because <laughs> when he was getting tired, and if you want to uh, share, you go right ahead. Well, I'm notorious for my patience with video games is nowhere near as long as hitters. So when we would play, we played the original Halo and we actually on our legendary run through it, we'd get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done. I, I've had enough. <laughs> and uh, whenever Kidder and I have played, Kidder always drives the Warthog. I'm always in the gun turret. <laughs> And, and for some reason, uh, we finished an area, and I went and I, I was like, I want to be done. Kidder didn't want to be done. So I went, I hopped in the Warthog, drove it through a checkpoint. So I'm the one in it. He's still on foot. And proceed to drive it right off a cliff. <laughs> and it's one of those maps that you had to have the Warthog to get around. You, If no. you were to walk the whole way, it would take hours. And so I'd drive it off, would respawn. Kidder would have to kill me and jump off the cliff and hope that he'd die quick enough. But then when that happened, we'd respawn, and I'd be driving the Warthog again, and I would drive it right off the cliff again. So which which game was it? you say this was Combat Evolved, the first Halo? Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah. And after maybe about 10, 15 minutes, Kidder's finally like, okay, we can be done. <laughs> I think my buddy, yeah, that's they, you have the same dynamic as I have with my buddy John. Uh, he's an outstanding driver of warthogs, and I'm I'm a good gunner. We have much this like we'll we'll bang our heads against the wall, like you guys said, trying to get through a legendary or lazo run. And John has way more patience than I do. I will way more. And he's, he's just a much better halo player just all around. He's been, he's one of the, he's one of those assholes who can pull off a headshot with a sniper rifle, no scope while running. I've seen him do it multiple times. He is. He's just, he's amazing. He's That's good at he's every game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his Xbox live gamer score is over 300,000. 
It's it's just it's ridiculous. Like I felt really good when I cracked sixty five thousand, and then I look at John's and I'm like, eh, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> I can play guitar and you can't. So there. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all I got on him. <laughs> it does pay off every now and then that I get bored because on that same run we had it's the first time you go up in the covenant ship and it's been so long i don't remember the name of levels and such but you go up reconciliation yeah and you you (laughs) you spawn in that room and you don't get to leave that room until you clear it and kidder and i spent three hours trying to get out of that room just the two of us on legendary yeah yeah that's truth and reconciliation and legendary is the only tougher level on legendary on that game is the library yeah. The library is that that level is made mm-hmm. specifically to punish people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and so we were we were going and going in three hours of it, and I finally got bored, and uh, just happened to run. So here here's a fun tip if anybody's trying to do it. Uh, I ran past some grunts, like the door opened. I ran past, and it's not in the door you're supposed to go in, and so it only goes so far, and then it's it's a dead end because it's just a spot for the grunts to spawn. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I ran in there just being stupid. Cause I'm like, I'm so sick of this and Kidder dies and he respawns. And we realized that it's far enough away that if you're in the far end, you could respawn. And so one of us just camped out there and the other one would basically do suicide missions and run out, <laughs> grab a grenade, try and chuck it on the elite and blow up and then respawn. Yeah. And that's the only way we passed it was thanks to me goofing off <laughs> well i mean the ultimate test of fitness for a halo player of course is halo 2 on legendary i mean like just poking your head around a corner in halo 2 will get your head blown off <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on legendary like it, that game is so unbalanced like i can do heroic on halo 2 all day long and that's my default setting legendary the, the step up from heroic to legendary on 2 is ridiculous it's just mm-hmm. it's for me it's borderline unplayable that's hard. Same, but I've same seen when you're, when you're driving like, the tank. Yeah. And, and your tank gets two-shotted. <laughs> like, it's a yep. tank. What the crap? Or, I mean, say it with me, jackal snipers. <laughs> Asshole snipers. Yep. Uh, well, now that I'm having PTSD flashbacks, um, <laughs> there's a war that I never fought in life, but I fought it in the digital realm. Um PK and I, we we go uh, way back. Uh, two thousand seven, oh, yeah. seven, six. Yeah, two, six, I'd say about two thousand seven. You man, when you got to KJ, when you got to Clear Channel Grand Forks, I mean, you were just a pup. Yep. Like you still had your mother's milk on your breath. A little bit. I was new. Yeah, I was, was not quite lot. the grizzled warhorse I am now, but I was approaching that because I was doing three. <laughs> shows a day yeah <laughs> and programming and prod and every other goddamn thing and then you were getting worse and and then i got there and joined you <laughs> and, <laughs> and was doing all the web stuff yeah well i mean everybody everybody wore 27 hats because god forbid clear channel pay another person to do a job that's true cheap channel the evil so, empire well you know now they're they're a different uh uh you know, cluster, well, which you can find our show on at iHeartRadio. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> that's that's for those of you listening at home. That's code for Mark telling me don't say anything more bad about our media. 
<laughs> I don't work for him anymore. It's not my problem. <clears throat> In fact, well, I that's, left that's, before they officially changed their name. That's about when I left too. I I finally had enough in 2015. That was 22 years, 22 and a half in the biz. And I was like, you know, radio is something you do because you love, not because it pays well. Mm -hmm. And I was tired of starving to death. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so, there are a lot of experiences I had in radio I wouldn't trade for anything. Uh, you know, I got to hang out with the Black Crows and party for a weekend with, with the Black Crows. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, that was, I, I, I'm assuming I had fun. I'm pretty sure I had a good time. <laughs> I love that. that and that's, <laughs> that's where I want to go next because, you know, you and I met um, a few years ago already. And uh, obviously you had a few years before that of doing a variety of things in radio. And mm -hmm. I would love uh, whatever you're willing to share here. Let's take a trip down PK memory lane. And uh, when you were a young radio lad, not well, when I was a pup jack, a, a segue from an outro. And uh, yeah, man. So I got into radio really totally by accident. Like I always wanted to be in radio um, when I was, even when I was a little kid, what I used to, used to do as, as a little guy is a lot of like, Anybody under the age of 30 listening to this, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. I had, a, I had a mini cassette recorder, and I would record songs off the radio, <laughs> and I would leave space between the songs so I could talk between them and record myself. <laughs> yep. You know who else used to do that? Your buddy, Rock and Rick. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Rock and Confetti. We were like, you too? You know, we both used to do that. Um we're so I was, I know. And I got into radio. I was actually, I was still in the military. I was still in the air force and it, I got stationed at my home base. I got stationed in Grand Forks to finish out my tour. I was at a bar with some friends. We were playing air hockey and I was commentating the game. Like, like I was calling the game, like play by play just as a, as a gag. And this guy comes up to me out of the blue, never seen before in my life. He goes, you have a great voice. And I said, thanks. He's, do you ever think about being in radio? I'm like, only every day since I was like seven. <laughs> um, so I did a very short stint at the old KZLT when it was still K-Lite and Scott Hennon was in charge. Um, had a disagreement with Scott Hennon and left. And that day, I walked into the offices of KJ before it was, uh, you know, uh, bundled up with XL and, and, and 96. And... I walked in to the end and said to the receptionist, I'm like, is your PD around your program director? around?" she's like, yeah, he's on the air right now, but you can go on back. I mean, that tells you how long ago this was. <laughs> she's like, sure. He's on the air, but go ahead in the studio. <laughs> and your friend and mine, Brian Lee rivers was on the air. And I said, you looking for any part-time jocks? And he goes, maybe you got a decent voice. He goes, you know anything about radio? And I'm like, I, I know that I want to do it. He goes, well, do you know your rock? And I said, yeah, I, I feel like I know pretty well. And he said, um, who's a guitarist for Bad Company? And I said, Mick Ralphs. We had the same birthday. And he's like, okay, you start Saturday. <laughs> this was on like a Tuesday. Um, so I was completely green. I mean, green as grass. I knew nothing. Uh, trained by Bill Tanner and Pat Mars. Uh, Pat Mars kind of took me under his wing. He wasn't there quite yet, but uh, Tanner taught me a lot. <laughs> so we were running a contest. We were giving away Aussie tickets. Would have been for the Osmosis tour. This is the the funniest Aussie tickets. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
So we were giving away tickets to caller number 108. And one of my very favorite jocks I ever worked with, her name was Lynn Kelly. Um, She said, now, when you do this, you don't have to take 108 calls. You, you can you can be like you know higher caller one higher call just to get through so you have you know you have time to edit the call and air it before the song's over. I'm like okay, so and this is the middle of the night, and and this is o- o- an overnight Saturday into Sunday morning, so I'm like click higher caller one, click higher caller five, click higher caller twelve, click, and somebody stopped and goes, they said I'm caller twelve, and I said yeah, and I said your mic's on. <laughs> I left the mic on while I'm skipping callers. So people are calling me bitching and pits. I see how you run your freaking contest. Now you guys are freaking cheaters. I remember. And I was like, and then, <laughs> and then I don't know what, why Brian was listening at two o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. Brian called me. He's like, what the f- are you doing? <laughs> he was so mad at me. Classic and that's the, Brian. that's the only, yeah. And that's the only time I ever let us had a really bad slip up on the air. And I, I, we're talking over 22 years every format there was to work i've been on every fm station in grand forks at least for one shift every single one all 10 (laughs) and and two and two of the both ams too both ams and never once had us had dropped an f-bomb or or an s-bomb or anything and that was the only time i ever really screwed up bad in the air lots of lots of war stories that don't bear repeating (laughs) right well, I mean, because I, you know, roll 500. Oh man, the rock and roll 500. So if you've never been in Grand Forks over Memorial Day weekend, every, I, I think they still do it. I haven't been in Grand Forks over Memorial Day in forever, but what we used to do was we do a 500 song countdown and 500 greatest rock songs of all time. And Brian, our OM at the time would put together a ballad for us. He's like, here's a thousand songs for everything from the deepest, like Grand Funk Railroad cut <laughs> to Stairway to Heaven or Freebird, you know, and we'd rank them. And I mean, it would take hours to do this. And then God love, him, I don't know where he found the time to do this. Brian would compile all that into a, into a countdown. And the first like three fourths of the countdown was voice tracked. And then the last half it was we'd have live jocks in the air, which was a rarity because of voice tracking. But by we, the time we got to about the top 50, top 25, like that, we'd start more jocks and start kind of filing in. And usually it was either me or Pat Mars or quarterback. Usually I got stuck quarterback in the top 10. <clears throat> yep. So it'd be me running the board on the mic. And usually it was you across from me. And, you know, Pat Mars would be in there and Brian Lee Rivers and then uh, Blind Dog would be in there. Tanner might stop in. We'd have our, all of our talent in there at once. Yep. And it was like a five-headed monster. <laughs> and we're, but it was, we're all but, answering the phones. Like, yeah, it, it, people are trying. Yeah, if you could correctly guess the number one song, you got this massive prize package. So people went berserk for this. <laughs> they just loved it. And because it was over Memorial Day weekend, which is usually my birthday weekend, too. Uh, Brian would always bring in, and actually, I'm I'm going to talk out of school a little bit. Pat McLean actually used our GM used to bring in booze too. Yes. <laughs> so it's statute of limitations has passed on this is like ten years ago now. So we've 
toothpaste. <laughs> More than <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and yeah, and other substances. <laughs> rock and roll fire. Yeah. Yeah. Away. <laughs> yeah. Great I, day. Yeah. And so, well, I when I got into radio, like there were jocks just blazing <laughs> up in the break room. Not cigarettes. I'm talking about like firing up a, a one ear or a oh, joint in the break room. Cigarettes. Yeah. So that was really common, but much more commonplace, I'm sure, than it is now. The amount of times I saw jocks going to do ships stoned off their ass was... <laughs> uh, in fact, the weekend that I got to spend with the Black Crows, that was a Conclave. Uh, either one of you guys ever been to or heard of Conclave? I never got a chance to go. Conclave is... It used to be anyway. I don't know if it still is. So Brian and I went to Conclave. And I was just, he had just made me music director. And he said, PK, we're, we're going to go to Conclave. I'm like, cool. And he said, I'll drive, you buy the weed. And I was so green. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where to buy weed. And he's like, our night jock deals. <laughs> so I went, in, I went to the studio when our night jock was on. A great guy named Russ Lawrence. I loved Russ to death. And it, again, I'm so green. I'm like, hey, Russ, how much for a dime bag? And he's like, 10 bucks, Paul. <laughs> That's why it's called a dime. <laughs> so I, I buy that. I buy the one hitter, and we we jump into Brian's Dodge Shadow, his nineteen ninety or like eighty eight Dodge Shadow, and we drove to Minneapolis, and we blazed up the entire way. Like we weren't even at a city limits yet. And Brian's like, "What are you waiting for?" And I'm like, "Nothing." <laughs> Something like back in the one and stuff. We, we stayed at the Minneapolis Marriott, which is not like upscale. It's a, it's a nice hotel. And we walk in and like, we got out of Brian's car. It was like Cheech and Chong. We opened the doors and smoked billows out and shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a Zeppelin shirt and shredded jeans and combat boots. Brian's wearing a black crow shirt and jams and flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> and we come staggering into this hotel and the concierge just like, he just looks at it and goes radio. We're like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, what station? Oh, KJ, KJ, Grand Force. He goes, you're on the 20s, whatever floor, I think 26th floor. And so we get in the elevator and it stops and the doors open and this guy gets on. I thought a bum got, got into the, like, not that we weren't, you know, we we're dressed on the nines, but this guy, like he had like scraggly, greasy hair and a scraggly beard and his clothes were dirty and he smelled bad. And Brian and I looked at each other and it was silent the whole way up. And he stopped on 24 and he turns around and he goes, you guys getting off here? And we're like, no, we're one more up. And we realized that was Chris Robinson from the Black Rose. <laughs> we're like, oh, we thought you were a bum. You know? <laughs> um, and we ended up going. So we, we're going to our hotel room. And uh, there's a guy standing by, by our door. And he waves me, hey, Brian. And Brian's like, hey, Dick, how are you? And again, to tell you how long ago this was. He, this was Dick Merkel. He was our rep for AM Records, which no longer even exists. There is no more AM Records. But he had a duffel bag with him. And he's like, I just want to play you guys a couple of songs. We'll hang out for a little bit. You know, Paul Bryan tells me you've got a really good ear. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to think so. So we go into the hotel room and he pulls out a, like a stack of CDs out of this duffel bag and then like a couple of bricks wrapped in tinfoil. And again, I had no idea what this was because again, green is a blade of grass and he unwraps it. And it looks like, like lawn clippings and sod. <laughs> like I look over at Brian, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And Brian goes, 
Oh, that's hash. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I've, I've never had that before. So we got just stoned to the bejesus. I mean, just absolutely destroyed. And so Dick left and we're sitting there watching TV. Now they had a closed circuit channel in the hotel. It was Conclave TV. And it was just ads for jingle singers and liner voice guys and all kinds of and it, they also had video air checks from different jocks from all over the country and they had one from bob and tom that of course you know guys know bob and tom their thing is like made up songs and they had one of the detroit pistons in the on, on the air with them so they made up the song about the detroit pistons it was like the, um how'd it go i can't believe i can remember because because i laughed so hard it was like the Detroit Pistons, former champs of basketball. I have so many souvenirs, it's hard to count them all. I have piston cups. I have piston pants. I have piston beer mugs. Sometimes people don't even know that kind of, you know, all these piston jokes. In my extremely inebriated and stone state, I thought this was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And I'm laughing and like, I, I'm like squeak laughing because I'm laughing so hard. I roll off of the bed and I hit the end table between the beds, like right on the corner, right on my hairline. And I split my head open. I'm bleeding all over the place. Brian's laughing at me like, like blood spurting out of my yeah. head. I'm laughing at Brian laughing at me. <laughs> I've got blood all over my shirt. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't like quite that bad, but it, there was a lot of blood. And Brian goes, holy 20 to six. We have to be at Murray Steakhouse at six o'clock, which is a pretty upscale place uh, for dinner with Bill McGathy. Do you guys know who Bill McGathy was? At the time, he was the biggest independent promoter in the country. Um, he looked just like Jerry Garcia. Um, he handled the Black Crows. He handled, I think he handled, I think he might have handled Wilco too. Those are kind of his two biggies. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I'm sure if this is on YouTube, somebody's going to be like, no, he didn't. But <laughs> somebody's going to comment on it but i i think he might have i know for sure what are your that. comments uh down below please and make sure you smash that uh, thumbs up and yeah, the sub and the, button and the bell Thanks. yeah yeah hit the notification button um anyway so we get to we get to <laughs> murray's steakhouse and we're still pretty wrecked i still have fresh blood on my shirt <laughs> and we walk in and the, and the maitre d's like radio we're like Yes, we are. <laughs> Your table's in the back, and you see this long table full of scuzzy, long-haired stone jocks and Bill McGathy sitting at the head. And the only two chairs left are right next to Bill. <laughs> so we're like, cool. And Brian knew who he was. And I think he might have met him before. I never had. Um, but he knew who Brian was right away. And he's like, is this your MD? And he's like, yeah, this is Paul Kelly, my, my music director. And he goes, order whatever you want, guys. Dinner's on me. Whatever you like. So <laughs> we sit down and Brian orders two, not one, but two lobster tails. And I order like a 24 ounce butterfly filet cut uh, filet mignon. <laughs> it's like this massive, like half a cow. <laughs> and we just inhale our food. And, and, uh, and Bill's like, you guys are going to see, I can't remember what park the black crows are playing their show. And it might've been Loring. I'm not sure. I can't remember. This is again, this is 30 years ago. Uh, because you guys are going to the Black Crows after the sh after dinner. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, we're, we're going to Black Crows. And he says, well, here, you know, let me give you a couple of backstage passes. So he gives, and we're like, cool. So we finish eating, and we, we you know, we get to the park where the Crows are playing. And I'm like, 
And we're just sort of knifing our way through the crowd. And we get up on stage and we're like right off stage, right. Watching the black crows. And uh, they finish, they come out for their encore and they play happy by the stones, which one of my favorites and sung on by the stone, when the stones do it, Keith Richards sings it. So when the crows did it, Rich Robinson sang it instead of Chris. Uh, and he was playing a gorgeous guitar. Uh, it was, as uh, it was a Les Paul. And I was like, God, that's got to be a vintage guitar. That's so cool. And then Bill comes up behind me and Brian, who puts his hands on our shoulders. And he's like, you guys are coming to the after party, right? And we're like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> I mean, at this, it's still at this point, we couldn't, even neither one of us could have found our ass with both hands in a 10 man search party. But he's, he's like, here's, here's some passes for back for the after party. And we're like, Oh, awesome. He goes, it's at Toby's Tavern. It's right up the block. You can't miss it. So it's, it's like two blocks away. Like, all right. So the crows finished. They were played an amazing show. They were so good. And uh, so <laughs> Mark, you remember Brian's walk. Brian's only about five, nine or so, but he has this walk where it's like, there's like a lot of arm swing. <laughs> he takes these really long strides. He's really steaming, man. He's really trucking. So we're trying to find Toby's tavern and we're walking and I've got pretty long legs. I'm, I'm fairly tall, much taller than Brian. So he's really chugging to keep up with me. And I happen to catch out of the uh, corner of my eye. There's two girls walking behind us and one's really close to Brian and mimicking his walk, <laughs> which again, I thought was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I turn on my <laughs> and I turn and I will walk smack into a street lamp post and open my <laughs> I'm bleeding out of my forehead again. I'm so, leaky today. <laughs> it was so we finally get to Toby's Tavern. We finally find it took us a half an hour to go two blocks because we were lost. So we go upstairs. The whole top floor was 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 just for the after party. And I sit down. And I I'm talking to this older guy, and I don't realize who he is. I have a deep voice, but this guy's voice is like half an octave deeper than mine. <laughs> you know unbelievable pipes and you know he gets up and he's like oh nice meeting you man yeah you too and he gets up and walks away and brian comes up and he goes do you know who that was and i said no he goes that's tom bernard and if you ever lived in minneapolis through the 70s 80s or 90s you know who tom bernard was he was the, the morning man at kqrs for like a trillion years they call him the million dollar man because he used to make a million bucks a year just in voiceover stuff not his contract from kqrs Hmm. That's how the guy's a legend. And I'm just like casually chatting with him, you know? <laughs> like like some dumbass hick that I was and still am. But like the party was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like there was there's uh there was a couple having sex over here, and there's people doing lines of coke over here, and there's it was just like Sodom and Gomorrah. And I'm sitting there going, I'm from North Dakota. You know, uh, I'd never seen anything like it in my entire life. And then the black crow showed up, and that was the coolest thing ever. And I got to ask Rich about that guitar. He's like, Yeah, it's a 59 Les Paul. I was like, Oh god. And the night continued after that, too. Um speaking of but, a foamy mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i we we didn't go to any strip clubs which is normally what a lot of record reps because they're record reps all over the place at this thing if you if you don't know what conclave is i didn't really clarify for non-radio folks out there conclave is a radio conference it's mostly for jocks and programmers because not all jocks also program some radio stations are big and powerful and have somebody who just programs that's all they do they pick out the songs um so it's all these conferences during the day and there's record slime wandering around saying here listen to this song here put this on you listen to this you should add this 
Um, and that's how they make their money. But a lot of times, like half of it is just conferences were like, how do we get our weekend numbers up? And like every, there's like a hundred jocks in there are programmers and everybody's hung over and tired and miserable <laughs> and just can't wait to go back to their hotel room and sleep for a couple hours. Because you know, as soon as you step out of your hotel room, there'll be somebody from Atlantic records or somebody from AM or whatever, Virgin record, whatever, to take you out and get your shit face and take you to a strip bar and, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, it's it's basically an excuse to party for three days and maybe go to a seminar or two. <laughs> that's yeah, Conclave was that's probably the wildest radio story I have. And I mean, pe- I mean, people always ask me, "You in radio? Brother, you must have met a lot of people." I'm like, "Yeah, I did, I did." I'm high- my highlight for meeting a celebrity though, Ace Fraley. I got to meet Ace Fraley, who's why I have a guitar in my hands today. So yeah, I was gonna say he's one of your mu- musical heroes. My sort of my triumph, my holy triumvirate of bands is like Zeppelin, Kiss, and Rush. So, and Kiss was the first band I ever obsessed over as a little guy. And I was Ace Fraley was. I mean, here's how big a Kiss fan I was, and still am. Uh, when I was little, I used to make my mom set an extra place at the dinner table just in case Ace Fraley might show for dinner. And God, lo- God love her, she did it. <laughs> she, no questions asked. She's like, "Well, he might. Here's a plate for Ace." You know? <laughs> I love it. I've talked a lot, so that's good. Because <laughs> normally it's us yammering away, and yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't been in a mic in a long time, so this is like Candyland for me. <laughs> I keep trying to leave, but they keep pulling me back. <laughs> well, my job now—they like—they you know, like all the upper management knows that I used to be in radio. Um, so they're like, so Paul, would you mind? Like, do you still have like a microphone and headphones and stuff? I'm like, yeah, I do. And they're like, what if you like once a month voiced over our, our departmental update video or like some training videos? I'm like, well, um, I charge $500 a page. <laughs> they're like, no, you're going to do it for free. <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. I so, have to. Yeah. So that's that's you know once a month I get to sit down with a microphone and I get to I get to write my own copy which is nice so and it's just a way to get behind the mic again because I because I miss it you know I miss I miss being behind the mic I don't miss the other that goes along with being in radio I think I was telling you guys before we started like if my wife and I go back up to Grand Forks every once in a while there's still people who recognize me. I haven't been on the air there in nine years ten years and people will come up to us and and you know she'd be like who's that and I'm like I don't know because <laughs> they'll come up to me like hey Paul hey PK what's up man hey man <laughs> no idea who you are and they act like they we've been friends for years and it's it's flattering but it's also embarrassing because <laughs> you like you guys both know if you're on a, if you do a bunch of remotes you meet tons and tons and tons of people and it's impossible to remember everybody you just it's it's physically unless you have an eidetic memory you're never going to remember everybody you meet yep. unless they somehow stand out in some amazing way so we had that a lot down here because after i i moved from grand forks to bismarck and then shot the radio station to number one per capita in the country for two years for my for my time slot for my genre active rock thank you very much well done kicking ass taking names good for you that's well done good for you it was 
it was very surprising to be honest with you because uh i'm not surprised a bit i didn't I think the ratings could go that high <laughs> <laughs> apparently they do and then they're like uh, did you know that you beat every other radio station of active rock in the country and i'm like no but uh, we had a lot of bands coming through at the time, and I got to meet a lot of them, got to know them. They'd come back a few times. I get to hang out with them. And Howard would usually, if he was available, be my plus one. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we didn't need tickets. We just got in. We had our, our credentials, right? So I made him credentials because he is Howard Blues. And he'd come along, and we would uh, have a good time at the old rock show. He'd take pictures, and I would schmooze with people, schmooze with the fans, get a beer, <clears throat> ask him if he wanted something, and it was usually like, eh. <laughs> But uh, then people would be, hey, Kidder, what's going on, dude? Like, hey, you know, hey, you classic, Randy. right? Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> And they'd be like, oh, I love you, random citizen. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's Howard Blues. And they'd be like, when are you on? You know? (laughs) And he's like, um, I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorites is like if if I was doing a remote somewhere, especially if I was like a two-headed remote, like if I was with you or or you know, Trevor or D or Rick or whoever. Somebody come up to me and go, which one are you? Like we're the Beatles or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but like, and you can ask Rick and I would be like, I'm rocking Rick. (laughs) Is your daughter 18? (laughs) Just to get get your name tag, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. We're wearing a giant name tag on a lanyard. It's got my name. It's got my title. And they, which one are you? I'm rocking Rick. (laughs) He was usually a uh, silent Howard. Yeah, half the time, <laughs> half the time the place was so loud because there's a band playing or or there's a bunch of people, and Howard with with uh, sound and and hearing things it doesn't always come through, and so people are like, oh, and he's like, <laughs> and they're like, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh, it's Howard. When's he on? Wait, you don't know when Howard's on? What do you mean you don't know when Howard's on? Like he's got a name tag, like just completely, just just smoking him. But one of the best ones was. I was gonna uh, say, Kidder, there, there, there's a technical answer to when I was on, and it was oh, right okay. before you. Oh yes, yeah. Because because I was in his opener for a bit. We had a for a little bit. His the open to his show had a like a ring announcer doing the ladies and gentlemen now making his way to the ring killer Mark Kidder. And it was me. So there I was technically on the radio slightly before Kidder. Oh, kind of like a Michael Buffer thing. I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, <clears throat> That's a good this. gig. Like guys that do that professionally voiceover artists, those guys make bank. Mm. I had I, I made excessive nothing. over the top, <laughs> very convoluted. Mark didn't pay you for that? Kidder, you prick. You didn't you got like a beer or or creepy that, tree. You got an nothing? avalanche jersey nothing? out of it. I mean, he, an he avalanche. Got, oh, suitable for framing or wiping your ass, an avalanche jersey. Ooh, 
and it's the last time Paul Kelly's on this show. <laughs> you know I'm a lifelong Blackhawks fan. Everybody yes, knows yes, 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 yes. I, I know. We are a supporter of the Hawks, i.e. the Sioux. Mm-hmm. The Sioux of the professional league. Yeah, he would say that. Uh, I had him in that intro, and I had two of them. They're very over the top, lots of sound effects, you know, different clips from different shows. Uh, one of which being <clears throat> I incorporated Star Trek uh, clips and Star Trek sound effects ah. into all of them. So there's like a phaser blast and uh, impressive, uh, most impressive. A uh, first contact line in one of them. Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple saying, let's rock. And then James Hetfield going, yeah. And so, I mean, it was all in there. <laughs> Everything Kidder was that's, in there <laughs> within 30 kind seconds. Of, um, that's kind of like my first night show I did on XL93 when Rock and Rick wanted me to be the hawk. And I called it the freak show. And he said, whatever, carte blanche, whatever you want to do is fine. I need you to be my flamethrower. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> He's like, I'm sure. I'm like, you know, I don't relate well to a top 40 audience. I'm a rock guy. He's like, I know. That's what I want. It's like, all right. <laughs> so I made, I used an old, uh, a song by uh, the rapper Houdini. W-H-O-D-I-N-I, Houdini called the freaks come out at night and i used that as my bed and i man i had the raciest liners (laughs) there was one it was it was an african-american woman saying somebody getting a salad toss tonight (laughs) it's a freak show with the hawk on xl 93 and like no one ever called and about it no because i don't think they knew what it meant but like all kinds of stuff like that and the my significant other at the time she's like how can you get away with that stuff and I'm like, people don't call the, I'm going to, I'm going to do it until someone tells me not to. <laughs> yep. It was, uh, it, there was, I can't remember the name of the bar. There was um, a bar in Grand Forks. that did a speed dating thing and we covered it for XL and it was, it was an all hand. So it was me and Rick and Trevor and Binky Lee was there and Mel McCarthy and you know, the whole, that whole crew at that time, which was kind of a, I mean, if you think about it at that time, that was for top 40, that was like a murderer's row. <laughs> there's a that's a ton of talent yeah and everybody had he well, i mean trevor doesn't have a huge personality trevor's like sneaky funny he's the only person who doesn't have a doesn't have a huge gigantic personality canadian it is it, but, but, but trevor's also one of the funniest dudes i know he's like low-key funny but like you've got rick who's a loud mouth i'm a loud mouth mel's mel is three loud mouths <laughs> <laughs> oh mel yeah, we used to joke on the air, like, I'll get to that, man. This is a funny story. So um, <laughs> Binky's like, I want to get some cool pictures for the website. I just learned how to breathe fire. I said, I can breathe fire. And Binky goes, all right, well, I, I want to video this. So I, I said some preamble about Rick wanting me to be his fire breather, which in radio terms, a, a fire breather is somebody who gets on and is loud and obnoxious and, and you know pushes the envelope and that kind of thing. Um, so I made all these jokes about Rick wanting me wanting me to be his fire breather at night. I, I grabbed a shot of 151, and I said, "I can do that for you, Rick." And I I took a mouthful and lit up an entire entire book of matches and blew a massive fireball. And Binky caught it on film, and we put it on the website. And I said, "You know, the freak show with the hawk on XL 93." And like two days later, 
Grand Forks Fire Department made us take it down because they said it was a fire hazard. <laughs> they said, no, people are going to try it. You can't do that in a building. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was the coolest thing that's ever been on Excel's website. They're Nightjock literally breathing fire. And then we had to take yeah. it down. I was really pissed. Uh, I don't Mel, think I was invited to that one because uh, no, nobody that's... liked the edge on Excel 93. So yeah, <laughs> and I only and filled you in. Were, you were ahead of your time, though. You were ahead of your time. That was it. I, I did listen to that show and I thought it was a good show. I thought she did a good job. I think she did a really good job on that show. That was that was like you and your element for that time. I mean, you at that, that's again, that's 20 years, 15 years ago. So you weren't as polished, but you could tell, I mean, like I could tell my ear listening to your show, there's something there. That guy's going to have a career. He's going to be a good jock. And again, I was right. And I'm getting sick of being right all the time. Yeah, <laughs> gotta go left every once in a while. <laughs> so I, was, I mentioned Mel, Melody McCarthy. Mel is one of my favorite people ever in the whole world. <laughs> she, Mel is, Mel's a fun bunch of gals. She really is. She would like get completely based and then come in and voice track her shift and be just hammered. <laughs> and it would go on air because if she do it like overnights or early mornings on a weekend when no one's listening, somewhere someone recorded her recording a shift trashed and it's radio gold and for about two weeks i i had to cover because trevor remember when trevor had an aneurysm would have been 2013 into 14 or oh, man, two, that, so that was already yeah. after i left yeah but trevor yeah. had an aneurysm he, he's my age we're both born in 72 so at that time he would have been like 41 or 42 um he had an aneurysm and Rick's like, I'm stuck. I got no morning show host. So he's like, Paul, can you do mornings on XL? I'm like, <laughs> and at this time, I'm pretty deeply embedded as the midday jock on KJ. Had been doing it for a long time. And I was like, yes, I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and sure. Binky, the, Trevor's actual co-host, Binky, and I did not get along very well. Um, which actually made for pretty funny radio because we yes. we didn't like each other, but you know it made that the tension made for good radio. Uh, Binky was out for like a week, and he had Mel come in, and Mel and I played off each other great because at that time we were especially at that time we we're both party animals. We used to joke on we joked on the air on XL's morning show on a top forty morning show, which was pretty squeaky clean for the most part. I like I'd be like. Mel leads me in total arrest, but I lead her in jail time. <laughs> and Rick would be like, no, don't. We have soccer moms listening. Like, that's the point, Rick. They like handcuffs, too. They do. That's right. Yeah. We had, and that, that whole I was like, what? <laughs> that was a fun. That was probably the most fun I've ever had doing live radio was doing a week of mornings with Mel. Because we were we were perfectly suited, we had great timing together, great chemistry, uh, and and she was so funny, and like we brought out the absolute worst, the best worst in each other we could possibly bring out for that week. That morning show sizzled, best radio ever done live. Sadly, not not even on my home station, not even on KJ where I was yeah, for right? a million years. <clears throat> Do you remember when when Mars went on vacation to France for a month? Yeah. Yeah. That's when you took over and, and did the morning show with Tanner. <laughs> yes. So Tanner and I did the morning show mm -hmm. and before Mars left, I'm like, wouldn't or Tanner and I talked, wouldn't it be funny if we came up with like a temp show name, we kicked Mars out and it's our show now. Oh yeah. It's hilarious. Mars even got the voice guy, Malcolm Riker 
Yeah. Think. Ah, there is a name I haven't said out loud in about 15 years. Malcolm Riker. I think that was his oh. name. Um, it's, he, yeah, it was Malcolm. He, he sent he sent him lines for the show, and then I put <laughs> I together that. the sweepers for the show. Yep. BM in the morning. Yep. It's like, uh, it's not a bowel movie. It's uh, like a booty mama. Stuff like yeah. that. Just, just, I still I have them somewhere. But Brian, he, oh, I don't know if he ever told us, Brian didn't like that. Of course he our, did. ROM didn't like it. And I'm like, they're having a blast. And it's, it's make, it makes for great radio, Brian. It's funny. You know, it's it's not Tanner and Mars. It's something different. And he's like, BM in the morning is stupid. And there's long as liners are, if it's too high a burn factor, Mark's using them too much. I'm like, Oh, he's only on for a month. Let him have his fun. You know, <laughs> right? He's 25 years old getting to do a morning show with a 50 year old. Let him have fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good show. Every once in a while, Tanner, Tanner and I'll uh, talk through uh, like Facebook or, or uh, Messenger or comments on each other's posts. Number one, throwing out uh, MVP gifts of Monta- uh, Montel Vontavious Porter. Because he's balling, but also he's like, yeah, they they took us off the air because they couldn't handle having number one at the top. They were scared. That's all they are. They're scared, <laughs> waiting for the next game a snapper to take them out. <laughs> Just, Tanner and I had some fun with that too. So when you're talking about morning show gold, uh, I think we had some fun. And then um, for sure, yeah. Phil Parker. Uh, you may remember Phil Parker from K Fire mm-hmm. in Bismarck. He, no, I know the retired. name. He was on forever. I got to co-host the morning show on K Fire with him for better part of a year, and he and I, d- kind of like you and I, riffing off of each other. Yeah, same thing. We came up <laughs> with the. He was the genius behind it, but uh, helped come up with the skits. We interviewed uh, a bunch of people like uh, Hot Lips Hulahan from from Mash. That yeah. was a weird interview. Uh, retired sheriff Loretta uh, Swit, the actual Hot Lips Loretta Swit. Yes, you interviewed Loretta Swit. I did. That's cool. Phil and I <laughs> did. Yes. Good for you, man. That's really and, cool. Uh, and and one of the other ones that we lined up was retired sheriff John Bennell of World's Wildest Police oh Pursuit videos. <laughs> so Phil and I are like, we're gonna create our own twenty-four hour network of police chases. We're gonna play them twenty-four hours a day. That's all it is. And then when one's live, we're cutting in live. We're taking that so live. Um, all right. So what's what's the best interview you ever had on the air? So far in your career, like you're like ten years younger than I am, so you got to be pushing forty at this point, aren't you? Easy. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, basically. Oh, Howard's older yeah. than me, though. Oh, um, your age. So I'm fifty. Fifty-one. Gonna. Be, I'm fifty-one and a half. No, you're not. No, I you're am. not. Yes, you I am. are not. You shut your whore mouth. You are not. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I own every dude. I've got. I've got two grandkids. <laughs> no, time yep. is fleeting. Um. <laughs> Uh, I got to to uh, interview uh, Jason Newstead on my birthday oh, with Mike Mushock. God, you that must was have a good one. In your pants at like just a long, continuous orgasm. A little bit. Uh, um, yeah. <clears throat> I interviewed <laughs> Paul Tuttle Senior from Orange County Choppers. That's cool. Oh, Paulie Senior, yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, this. Uh, I had almost an hour conversation with Jeff Dunham before he 
yeah, hilarious. Um, and and he he only had to be on the call for like ten minutes, but uh, he kept talking, and we're talking. And I just, I'm like, if you gotta go, he's like, no, this is the most fun I've had in weeks. I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, you know the awesome. interview's going well if if they're like, okay, you know, we I, I won't keep any longer. No, let's keep going. Yep. I, I've had that twice. First time was with uh, Paul Dean from Loverboy, and anyone who says Loverboy is a is a band, I'll fight you because Loverboy was <laughs> awesome. They I'm never got Howard like, to say it. I want to see this. <laughs> what do you not like Loverboy, Howard? No, no he's, he's just. When, do we need to drive Mark attention. and beat your ass? No. Oh, okay. No. I want to so, see it. Like just everyone always, cuffs. everyone makes fun of Loverboy because of Mike Reno, and he's got that high squeaky voice and stuff. Paul Dean is a great guitar player, and he was a fantastic interview. The best interview, and this it shocks everybody because they know I hate this band. The best live on-air interview I ever had was a phone interview with Dennis DeYoung from Styx. I I don't like Styx's music. I I think Tommy Shaw is a great guitar player. I've met Styx twice, and Dennis DeYoung. Was he was fun? He was upbeat. He was affable. He was inter- he was very self-effacing and you know very very intell- interested in me as the interviewer, which I'd never had before. Because usually, if you're interviewing somebody, you keep turning the conversation to them, and he kept turning it back to me. And you know, like one of the things I asked him was, you know, like what's you know you guys have been doing this in '74. What's your, what's after all this time? This is like '95 or '6. I said, what's your favorite song still to play live? And he goes, probably come sail away. And I'm like, okay, that tracks. And he goes, what's your favorite stick song, Paul? <laughs> and I didn't have the heart to say, I hate your band. <laughs> but I said, I said, light up. And I, I light up every, I think it's a great tune. And he's like, oh, Paul, you old stoner. And I'm like, you couldn't say that in the air in 1995 or six, you know, <laughs> uh, which was funny. So, but you know, that, that made the interview, but no, no interview I'd had had ever turned it back on me and said, what do you think? You know, it was always me, 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 me. Um, what's really funny about that. Speaking of Pat Mars is he and I hosted the party bus. They played at the Fargo barn. Mars and I hosted the party bus down there, which, I mean, that's like putting Pat Mars and I in charge of a party bus is like putting a rat in charge of a cheese shortage. It's like, whose idea was this? Uh, but we got there and uh, we didn't do a meet and greet. Kansas opened. We were great, by the way. Kansas did a really nice job. Mars doesn't like sticks either. So we're watching the show and they were about to go into Come Sail Away <laughs> in the middle of the show. They didn't even close with us, it. It middle of the show. And Tommy Shaw gets on the mic and he's saying something about, like, you know, if five guys from Chicago can do this and make their dreams come true, you can too. And Mars and I looked at each other and, like, <laughs> you know, we just started bust out laughing. The best part, though, is that we fell asleep during the show, <laughs> mm. and not just like nodded off. Like we fell asleep, leaning on each other's shoulders like this. <laughs> the house light. We didn't wake up until the house lights came on. We probably slept for like a half an hour, stone out cold, sleeping during sticks. <laughs> that was yeah, ah! yeah, yeah. Literally, the lights came in. We're like. <laughs> Oh, is the bus ready? Do we need to get? Yeah, that was that was a, p- a fun night too. But yeah, Dennis DeYoung is probably I wouldn't say he's my my favorite interview I've ever done. He was just very engaging, which is pretty rare. The worst, Pat Monahan. <laughs> Trained. Hmm. Pat Monahan was a dick. I, if he's listening, I mean, you probably don't remember it, and I don't blame it. Talking to some podunk radio station in North Dakota, some disc jockey <laughs> never heard of. You know, I get it. 
<clears throat> but he was he was a tough interview. I couldn't get anything out of him. So quick pause for vocal lubrication. Uh, Howard, for the record, uh, I'm throwing some blackened in my uh, my glass because I'm thirsty and we need a little blackened. Yeah. On, on the show. I'm going to go get a refreshment myself. I'll be, toasting, uh, be back in a moment. EK joining us. Oh, thank you, man. I still have a swig of whatever's left in this mug, so. Plunge, I appreciate you, Mark. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Howard, you got something? You're brisk? I, I No, actually, I have another uh, brew Whoa! here. You, you say that like I don't usually have two beers on the show. but <laughs> I mean, like 40%. I mean, you gotta have something so we can do everybody's second favorite segment of the show. What's on tap? Round two. Drink. And I'm hoping it's better than this. This this was terrible. Um, I wish I could have got more in, in talking so I had less excuse <laughs> or better excuse to not drink this. <laughs> um, just, and I might just I might feel this I might feel the same about this, uh, Kidder, because I'm going to the Hop Valley Brewing Company. For their Bubble Stash IPA, a drink that you would probably hate. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, for a description, our stash of mosaic cryo hops bring a blend of fruity, tropical flavors and a touch of resin to this new age IPA. Folks, you shouldn't drink resin. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, you won't want to pass this one. I might. We'll see. Uh, it is 6.2% alcohol by volume, 45 IBUs. Cryo Hops is a registered trademark of Yamaka Chief Hops, Inc., used with permission. Make sure we get all the legalese out. As we go. Yep, very hoppy. Very hoppy. Huh. That's actually surprisingly really good. Not too hoppy for an IPA, Kidder. Not not too bitter at all, and uh, kind of a nice, smooth, very fruity. Use the words and the theming of this episode. It's got a good mouthfeel. There, I, I slightly made Kidder laugh. <clears throat> hey man you know what you feel up your mouth how you need to okay if that drink does it for you then great it's uh that's really not bad i would actually give this like a 3.8 maybe even a four that's uh that's pretty good surprisingly good better than this <clears throat> uh gate getter uh some yes. some News that I want to throw out to the, uh, the old is it breaking? Uh, breaking because it happened today. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, I like to follow the World Juniors Hockey Tournament. Ah, yes. And uh, we, we had the, the finals today. Uh, the bronze medal game saw uh, Czech beat Finland 8-5. to five. Ouch. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, but more importantly, Kidder, the gold medal game. The United States versus Sweden. Ooh. With a final score of six to two. Hmm. Your gold medal team for 20. I don't know if they do it by 2023 or 2024, but 2023, 2024. 
the United States of America. We brought home the gold, buddy. USA, 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 USA. Yeah. So uh, love it. C- congratulations to the World Juniors team bringing home the gold. Uh, also, I did see our fighting Sioux came out victorious tonight over Alaska. I uh, can't remember if the score. I think the score was four to two or six to two. But I, you know, that was a while ago, and I've been drinking. So I think it was six to four, and it might have been against the Air Force. Hey, you know what? I may have gotten nothing right. (laughs) (laughs) Howard doesn't know what universe he's in. No, it was Alaska. Okay. (laughs) All right. No, I don't. I don't feel so bad about uh, getting that raw. I was like, man, I was way off on this. This is a non-conference game, but even though I got all the updates, the score isn't actually in the app. So, and last night. Avs pick up a victory over the Stars in overtime, six to five. And to no one's surprise, the Blackhawks lost to the Rangers, Ouch. like eleven to eleven to negative two, because <laughs> the Blackhawks are horrible. <laughs> Except for Eddie, Connor Bedard, Eddie Belfour is getting ready to dust off the pads again and come back. <laughs> He'd be doing better than Peter Morozik. So, hey, by the way, by the way, PK, it's quick. Eddie, Eddie the Eagle talk. Did you know? I did not know that. Is that his booze? So, this is his blend of whiskey, and this specific blend is the special edition straight rye whiskey. You notice that it's green and white for a certain reason, and that would be... Uh-huh, because he went Yes, the Fighting Sioux edition. Goddamn right. With the Fighting Sioux Ralph Ingolstead Arena coin in the top, hockey puck style cork on it it's the spirit of champions it's very delicious as you can see because it's empty uh he also has a bunch of others but the regular rye is also good and it's reasonably priced so uh, this again, i may have to pick up a bottle of that cheers to you. you you should i i hope you do Slanja, boys um i was going to say talking about interviews and of course, you're uh, somewhat of a fan of Filter, right? Uh, not a huge fan. I think um, if you ask me to name three Filter songs, I could probably name one. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but sure. but it's it's him. No, I can name two. Um, okay. Hey man, nice shot, and then the yep. one about being drunk in an airplane. Uh, yeah. high on LSD on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take a picture. Take a picture. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Fold is a great one. No Love's a great one. There's a lot of great songs. Um, I got introduced to them because Filter visited Bismarck three times in my tenure uh, on the air here. And two of those times, I got to hang out with Richard Patrick for over half of the day. Nice. That's cool. Gave me his phone number. Text me if you're coming to L.A., all of that, and we literally did my entire show as a Richard Patrick picks the music and interviewing about the 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 deep controversies of all of the songs and behind the music and learning about the process and all of that. So I wish I had recorded that. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, the uh, the only time I ever had that. Awesome. The only time I ever had that was having someone a rock star in the studio with me picking the music was this was the toughest hour of my radio life was Ted Nugent. <laughs> ah, the Nuge. Was, 
That was really difficult because all he wanted to talk about was politics. And like I kept having to steer him back. I'm like, that's great. I'm glad you love guns and think everyone, you know, we should kill every hoofed mammal in North America. Cool. Let's talk about rock and roll. <laughs> sure. He was playing with, believe it or not, sticks that night at, at the mouth. I I was very fortunate with uh, our situation up here because Howard, I, I don't know, we went to what, 100 concerts in like two years? It was obscene. Uh, we, we were at a ton of shows. Uh, one of them at the Corn Rob Zombie, and I forget who opened for him now. Uh, Howard probably remembers. Um, but I got to open uh, and pump the crowd up before Corn came out. Oh, and that must have been fun. So there's a sold out event center. They legitimately sold out. The place was packed to the rafters. And uh, one of my Facebook profile photos is me up there going, yeah, you know, screaming. And Howard being the photographer, master photog, snapping that. Uh, we made our way back into the crowd and a guy, much like we've talked about, hey, Kenner, what's up? Like, hey, dude, what's going on? Like, ah, can I get your autograph? And I'm like, okay. Oh, and isn't that a, weird? And he had a, uh, he had a, a silver Sharpie. Which I'm like, why do you have a silver sharpie? I mean, uh, oddly enough, I I do have one right here, but it's like, <laughs> why? And, and he's like, can you sign my jacket? And I'm like, are you sure? Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Like, and just sign my jacket. Mm -hmm. And so there's a photo of me that again. Howard took of of me signing this dude's jacket like this big, yeah. <laughs> that's, letting her that's roll. Super, that's so weird. Like you know, I started in radio in '94, and at that point, you know, it was such a different ball game. Like local disc jockeys were still celebrities, and the first time I was at, married at the time to a, a different person, and we'd be out like at the ground round or something in Grand Forks or Perkins or whatever. And somebody would come up, uh, up and ask for my autograph. And it just, I was, it was, it was so weird for me because, you know, I was an autograph seeker myself, if, you know, if I got to meet whatever band and I thought I'm some random freaking disc jockey from Grand Forks. <laughs> Why would you want my auto? Okay, here you go. And I'll, I signed clothes. I, I signed book bags. I signed body parts. I, I mean, it was that was that was yeah. cool then you know yeah. it was cool to be a dj oh yes yeah i did too yes. there was i had one nice. of those photos on my profile page uh, for <laughs> the longest time right about to I, it was it was so it was surreal and flattering you know and it sounds like it's Howard's like, like why am i on this show with you <laughs> <laughs> i so can see for, the wheels turning when he's when i said that. I, uh, for people listening and watching it, it probably sounds really douchey like it's so weird getting asked for your autograph but you the thing that people forget and i, I forget this too because i'm a fan of like like when i met ace fraley i i freaked out i just was like over the moon excited um same thing um Gosh, I'm trying to think of all the meeting Ozzy was huge. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like these are icons to me, and so we we get it too. But you know, if you've never had somebody come up and go, "Can I have your autograph?" It's really weird because you you kind of get that imposter syndrome a little bit. 
Cause you know that you're just some like, you know, later tonight I'll be sitting in my underwear, scratching my balls playing halo, <laughs> but you know, and in, in a listener's head, I would be like going home and doing a line of Coke and playing guitar or you know, whatever you're doing something really cool <laughs> and not sitting there, you know, hanging out in the rafters of the radio station. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, when I, you know, at the height of my career, the worst thing could have happened to me would be for somebody to catch me drinking a glass of milk because <laughs> it would have been like it would completely ruined uh, whatever they thought about, you know, me as, you know, the image of being the, the long haired rebel rock and roller DJ. Yeah. And like, I love Star Trek and I like literature. <laughs> I collect comics. <laughs> There's a, you can see the, the shelf behind me here is just loaded with nerd stuff. And like people are like, you're a huge nerd. I'm like, I'm a humongous nerd. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. that's weird. But you know, yep. that, that's why you don't want my autograph. Cause I'm nobody. Yeah. It was, it was fun either way. And the photos I'd usually give them a like, in the photos because of why not right you know and they like, yeah, that's hilarious this kidder you're the funniest guy ever like the thanks that's it's in my name i'm i'm hilarious yeah <laughs> i'm a funny guy what can i what can i say you might but, be the only guy i know who's actually named after the county he's from i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and i'm not even from there Howard's gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in there. He'll probably even put like blinking graphics on the screen or some kind of extra. <laughs> so now would be the time to throw out a bunch of f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I have said the f word multiple times during this broadcast, so yeah. I, I apologize. It's okay. It's your first time. So usually, when somebody does drop the f bomb on here, usually it's followed by "Sorry, future Howard," because they know <laughs> I I have to edit it and catch it. And in the future, I'm going to be sitting there going, oh, "God, there's another one." Okay. <laughs> now I just want to let loose with like a massive string of cuss words, just like the most embarrassingly long string of cuss words ever. Yeah, we've done it. So just can, just to make Howard's job difficult, you can give it a shot. Yeah, he'll just bleep the whole thing. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> the mouth's just moving, and this yeah. it's like uh, we're off the air, which nobody would know the difference anyway. Yeah, yeah. That uh, I've had to do. I got a couple like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, saving Abel, you're you're familiar with Saving Abel. Oh yeah, you bet. They you came bet. through a couple times, and uh, Scott Bartlett, uh, main founder of the band, hung out with me in the studio. We did kind of the same thing, picking the music, doing the interview in between. And he said, and, and I always thought this was kind of the coolest thing because it's just like you being asked, like, well, well what's your favorite song? You know, yeah. turn it around, and said. <clears throat> This is one of the most real interviews that I have ever had since I started this band. And, and I, I, he's like, I want to let you know that I appreciate you and being able to sit down and talk. And we're just having a conversation. It's not just, well, what's the music? And, you know, you're here and, and let's get an autograph and a picture. And then, you know, be on with the day and we'll see you at the concert. It's actually like hanging out. And I'm like, yeah, man, like you take the time to come here and hang out. You, whatever I could do to, you know, yeah, have that's fun exactly with you so many jocks that I uh, interviewers, whether they're podcasters or, or disc jockeys or whoever, forget that they're not the star of the show 
and that they're interviewing a person. Mm -hmm. So just, just talk, don't have your list of questions and never stray from it. No matter what, just have a conversation with them. If you're not a good conversationalist, and this is going to sound really arrogant, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're not a good conversationalist, stay out of broadcasting. It's not your calling. You need to be able to, to be a good storyteller and a good listener and and work off of what somebody else says. If you're not good at that, but the, the thing is, everyone thinks they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like how many times in your career has somebody come up and said, you know, I, I would be so good at your job. What? A, that's really insulting. Don't, hey, don't good, say Good that. job. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Try. I dare you. <laughs> I, the, none of this happened overnight. I didn't come on the air and was good instantly. You know, <laughs> you should have me on the air with you. No, I really shouldn't. Yeah. How <laughs> about, um, you know, we'll work on that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. How about if I tail you at your job for the day and tell you everything you're doing wrong? Right. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day when I'm good. So, so there's yeah. that, but, uh, uh, you know, Buck Cherry, right? Oh yeah. Josh so, Todd's a cool guy. Yes. He's a very nice dude. They came through, and same thing. They came by. We hung out for a while. They played some songs, acoustic. And then we went uh, to Kobe's in town. Delicious Japanese steakhouse. Mm -hmm. And we had... There's one here on the two. And we had some um, uh, hibachi. And I got to sit next to him, which, again, kind of the, like, it's the lead singer Buck Cherry, and he's sitting next to me. What what do I talk about? I'm just a radio schmuck from North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Just talk. But, but then I just like, yeah, man, you know, when you're not on tour and you're not working 152 days uh, of the year going between different places, like, what do you do? He has go-karts, professional go-karts. That are an inch and a half off the ground Mm -hmm. that can go over a hundred miles per hour. Yep. I I read that somewhere. I read an interview. I was like, that "That seems really incongruous for a guy who writes a song, writes songs about being on high on cocaine. (laughs) You're right. I I like go karts. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to go fast. um, You know who pointed out something to me? It was one of my very first interviews I ever did. And I never forgot this because he was an absolute prince. Was Gary Rossington from Leonard Skinner? Mm. Uh, Skinner! Yeah. <laughs> Skinner! Uh, yeah. He, and he said, We need John yeah, Roberts on the show to do I, I, Oh my God. That would be so <laughs> much fun having Rob. <laughs> Rob. Rob and I had got along great for years. I just, I love I that. I miss dude. that guy. Um, anyway, so. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was I was a pup jock. I was about 24, I think, 23, 24. And my first big interview, so I was nervous because I you know, I love Leonard Skinner. I think Gary Rossington's an, an incredible guitar player. Super underrated. And I, I've got my list of questions, and I'm not straying from them. And and I, I decided, well, you know, during the converse, conversation, uh, like, I'll just try and talk to him. You know, I, I started by being a fanboy. I'm like, I'm such a huge fan of your guitar playing, my guitar playing myself and blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, I said, what's the hardest thing for you on the road? <clears throat> and he said, sometimes it's stuff like this. He goes, if you listen to the lyrics of our song, Don't Ask Me No Questions, what Ronnie says there is true. You know, if you want to talk fishing, that's okay. But, you know, if you want to talk about this business, we're, we're done. <laughs> you know, he'd rather just talk. 
And that really stuck with me. And so everything, I mean, I, I've met Motley Crue twice, obviously like as a Black Crows and Ozzy and Goo Goo Dolls and No Doubt. And, you know, one of the perks of being in the business and, and probably the, one of my favorites that I ever met personally and hung out with was Frank Hannon from Tesla. Uh, I first met him when he was with a band called Moondog Maine. It was after Tesla kind of parted ways for a while, sadly. So, I mean, it, if you don't like Tesla, off. I love Tesla. They're a fantastic band. I play a lot um, of Tesla these days. Really, I love Tesla. <laughs> yes. I love Tesla. Uh, Tommy and Frank are like one of the best guitar tandems ever. Um, Frank Hannon was the nicest, sweetest guy to me. We emailed for a while, and then and this would have been Moondog Maine. I think would have been in like ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in there. I think in ninety eight, <clears throat> they came into the studio. And they did a, a live version of their song at the time, a song called Turn It Up, and it was really cool. And they played the Westward Ho, and um, the original Westward Ho. And like 12 years later, I want to say, 11 to 10 or 11 years later, somewhere in there, uh, it was a long time, they played Monoman, the casino in Monoman, Minnesota. And I got to do the, wel the welcome for that. And of course, I'm backstage, and there's... Tesla, they're reformed. And Frank Hannon comes up, and we hadn't spoken in that whole time. Frank Hannon comes up, hey, Paul, and shakes my hand. And I was like, you remembered me from a decade ago? <laughs> it just blew me away. And he goes, yeah, you were just like one of the guys. You weren't, you know, like typical radio slime. And I was like, that was like the, one of the nicest compliments I ever <laughs> yeah, got. I love that. You weren't, uh, you weren't typical radio slime. <laughs> and he goes, you're a musician and, you know, we, we get along so great. And then I found out that Jeff Keith, the lead singer for Tesla, is a massive Raider fan. And I'm a huge Raiders fan, too. So we got, you know, talking about that. And it, you just talk about anything but their career or what the next album is going to be or whatever. That's, you know, for people listening, if you've never gotten to meet a celebrity, don't treat them like a celebrity. Treat them like a person. Unless, unless it's somebody like, you know, I don't know. I Taylor Swift. <laughs> she probably wants to talk about her career, yeah. but you know, I, I don't know. I, I know. I mean, I better not say that the wrath of the Swifties is fast and furious. Um, and how we're actually going to get clicks and gonna get sent into YouTube purgatory. Yeah. Son of a bitch. They said something bad about Taylor Swift. Kill that guy. <laughs> Make sure you downvote this video. Yeah. No, he had two likes. Yeah, that's if you if you want to make an impression on somebody famous when you talk to them, talk to them like they're a person. Just just talk. Don't you know? It, it's okay to fanboy a little bit. I think. Like when I met Ace Frehley, that's like Ace was Ace's god to me. I, Ace was god, and I literally got choked up and I couldn't make any sound come out. And all he did is he reached out and put his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, "Ah, it's okay, Curly." You know, you know, he calls everybody Curly. He's got that kind of high squeaky voice, but he. But he was really kind. And I then I calmed down and I was like, you know, wow, what an honor to meet you. And I'm you know, you're the reason I played guitar and I fanboyed for a few minutes. And then I was like, How's your wife? <laughs> He's like, Oh, she's great, you know, and how's how's your daughter? You know, she she I know she's got a career in music too. And it that's and that, it turned into twenty minutes of the best like the uh, best twenty minutes of my life. <laughs> just hanging on, just talking with Ace Fairly. I'm sure Ace wouldn't remember me, because Ace doesn't remember a lot of stuff, but <laughs> It happens. It happens. It does. Yeah. Uh, for for you, or even 
anybody randomly coming upon this part of the video and reminiscing about uh, interviews and, and things like that, uh, the episode, uh, Howard, refresh my memory. Was it our hundredth episode or was it the episode with Clinton uh, where we really dove deep and played a little inside baseball and radio? <clears throat> maybe both uh it was not the hundredth because the hundredth episode we had like everybody who's ever been on the show on the show mm-hmm. um but it was the episode that you did with him while i was on hiatus for you paul you might really enjoy that episode because you obviously know the inside of inside baseball when it comes to radio and dealing with artists and record yeah. labels and things like that so that one might be a, a an hour and a half, two hours sit down, however long it was, where a little bit more current uh, compared to some of the stories you shared from, you know, '90s conclave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no school like and, the old school, baby. Yes, <clears throat> being a little different because now if you remember if you remember it, you weren't there. <laughs> y- yeah, it would. Um, well, Binky said she remembered conclave, and that was I don't know, oh, really? ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Picture Binky and Conclave. No offense, Bink, if you're listening. It just it doesn't seem like you're seen. But uh, that would I be funny be- to if Binky catches this episode. <laughs> uh, Joel, uh, yeah. So we used to greet each other because we actually had a side hustle together at a, a restaurant in Grand Forks called Capone's, uh, run by her aunt, and we had a very s- special way of greeting each other, which was F- you, Binky you paul <laughs> yep. and it was that i way remember for, that for years and years and years and years in the halls it was hilarious yeah. in uh, the grand fork station are very small because it's an old gas station mm-hmm. and the uh, and howard you you've been in in the grand forks radio station several times but the way that it was set up is the, the radio booths uh, for each station were set up around the perimeter and then the cubicles were in the middle. Of course, you had to walk down that ramp and that mm-hmm. was, used to be, and PK, correct me if I'm wrong, but that used to be the shop area where they yep. would work on vehicles. Yep. That was the mechanic shop. Yep. That was the the, yeah. uh, the old gay garage. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's even cooler is, um, you know who you should have on here sometime? Get Dangerous Dave on here. Dave Andrews. You want to hear yeah, some, yeah. some old-time radio war stories? He's even more of a grizzled war horse than I am. <laughs> He's got some awesome stories. Yeah, he was so, better when I was there. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, nobody, you, DA. nobody loved to hate radio more than Dave Andrews. <laughs> Probably still but, true but, to this day. And, and one of the hardest-working guys, maybe the hardest-working guy I've ever met, and genuinely talented and genuinely cared about his job and cared about people, the people he worked with. You know, it's, you know, you were saying earlier, it's not a job. It is, it is like a family. You know, when I, when I left Grand Forks and moved here, it was this huge outpouring of affection. And I've had nothing like that since I've been in my current job now for almost 10 years. And I've, I've made some good friends. Um, In fact, my best friends here, I made at the current job I'm in. But it's it's not like you know we, it it doesn't have the same atmosphere we're going to war together like like we do in radio which people like it's radio how hard can it be it can be very hard it's it's not an easy if it was easy everybody would do it 
but and it's also very fun you know you have to be honest it is a, it's a pretty cool job it, like like rock and rick always used to say beats the shit out of digging ditches <laughs> he's 100 percent right yeah. you know there's a lot worse jobs you can have but you know i if i had a nickel for every 60 or 70 hour work week i put in i'd have a load of nickels <laughs> yeah. i would have a lot of money yeah uh, and every they, once in a while i come across the a photo one of our severe weather when a, there was a you know tornado heading toward Grand Forks, and we took over all the stations. Yeah. Oh God, your wet dream. And no, there's no bigger weather nerd. You got a weather map up behind you. Yeah. It's uh, by the no, way. Thanks for no thanks one for is that PK. That that is the KRDN Eyewitness Weather <laughs> Now weather stream twenty four seven, direct from yours truly. Yes, I have my own weather stream. My Thank God. you. PK almost threw biggest weather geek his you know. black chair. I did. <laughs> That's great. Dude, we were we would be in the like the top ten of the rock and roll five hundred. Mark would be like, and now the weather, and he'd take like ten minutes to do the weather. I'm like, Mark, yep. shut the <laughs> up. We're trying to do a countdown. Yeah. No one this gives a the the weather right now. Who cares about the number one rock and roll song? <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> but he'd be getting like, and the barometric pressures. Who gives? No one cares about the barometric pressure, kidder. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Paul Kelly. I care about the barometric pressure because the atmosphere is always trying to get me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think it was the last Rock and Roll 500 I did. We were like by song six or five. And Mark gave me like, like it, so 30 seconds in radio is forever. and mark gave like a three minute weather forecast and i I was like i'm trying i'm quarterbacking everything so i'm like queuing up up songs and liners and and trying to answer the phone and mark is just going on i gave you plenty of time you know didn't know you're giving me all way too much time because i'm like done yet what is happening no No, i'm not done (laughs) we're gonna make the rock and roll 500 go into tuesday okay you know like of tuesday three Three, three full days. I mean, it, it was an undertaking. Or even tougher to do was uh, the rocket was the uh, was KJ one hundred eight A to Z. Yes, A to Z, the A to Z celebration. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't tough to program. It was tough to to jock through that to to play that stuff because it was every song we had in our library alphabetic from A to Z by song like, title. Yeah, by song title. And it always bugged me because the liner that Mars put together said everything from ACDC to ZZ Top. I'm like, no, it's by song title, not by band. You know, it used to make me insane. And then Brian alphabetized it wrong. He wouldn't, he would alphabetize by article, like A and the. I'm like, no, you don't count the article when you're alphabetized. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, Brian. Yeah. It was, but it was a to get through that, man. It was, that was, that was hard. It's fun, though. A lot of fun. And then you get stuck. I always loved when you got to switch letters if you were had the show when you got to switch like oh, oh yeah one of the a's holy crap we're here and now oh. b here's the next <clears throat> 12 hours of your life yeah well just the letter s took like like two days <laughs> to get through all the songs starting with s scintillating a podcast right now this is we should move on to something less boring because this is dollars like what <laughs> I, I, i'm just i'm just listening although although i, I do have to ask because it, no it's big news at least for the month of december but uh pk since you are a kiss fan how do you feel about the big news that they are uh, going to be living forever and touring forever 
as virtual avatars. He's already smirking. <laughs> uh, if there's a way to make a nickel, Kiss will figure it out. Every time someone says Kiss, Gene Simmons gets a quarter. Um, which you Stop have to give saying that we can't afford it. <laughs> Holy Damn shit, it. we're down seventeen dollars. I, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I, I really do. Like, what other band is is big enough to do that? Metallica. The Beatles. Metallica is not big. Enough. No, the Beatles. Maybe, maybe the Stones. Michael yeah. Jackson. I mean, uh, absolute icons of music. Anywhere you go in the world. If you see those four made-up faces, you know who it is. People know that's Kiss. They may not be able to name one song by the band. Maybe not even rock and roll all night. But what a brilliant move to keep Kiss alive for like, like my um, my second youngest kid, Nick, is also a massive Kiss fan, and he's just he just turned twenty-three. So I know that he's going to pass on Kiss to his kids. The same way I did for him. Like when he was like three, I'm like, son, this is Gene Simmons. <laughs> and he's like, Gene Simmons, you know. Um, but to this day, he's a huge Kiss fan. So, I mean, by that time, we, Gene and Paul are in their 70s. They're not going to be around forever. So seeing Kiss virtually will we'll keep alive. If you've, if you've never been to a Kiss show, I don't think you can appreciate them as a band. So this will be the next best thing. Um People ask me all the time because I was in radio. Hey, man, what you know? What's the best show you you ever went to? What's the best show you've, you've ever seen? And I, my answer is always the same: Counting Kiss or not Counting Kiss? Because the fourteen best shows I've ever seen have been Kiss. Uh, matter of fact, for an early anniversary present when they came through this town in 2019, 2018, uh, my wife got us second row center for kiss yeah <laughs> uh, which was amazing and because i'd never been even remotely that close so experience of a lifetime but just going to kiss is a, it's different than going to zz top or going to you know pick a band it, it's it's just it's a completely different experience so if they can capture a little bit of that and and make it virtual and use ai or whatever to 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 make that great because that'll carry on, you know, somebody will get a taste of what it was like to see Kiss at the height of their powers, which is breath, it's sensory overload. It's it's a three ring. You don't know where to look. You know, it's Gene Simmons is breathing fire and spitting blood and humping his bass. And Paul Stanley's banga, 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 like a pogo stick. And Ace is lean back, you know, his guitar is on fire. And Peter's drum kit is humongous. And bong, he hits the gong. And the gong's on fire. And everything's on fire. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's. <laughs> If you've never experienced it, you should. And if the only way you can experience it is is virtually like that or through AI or, you know, then that's great. Because I think everyone should have the experience of seeing KISS live. If you've only ever seen videos or just listened to their music, it's not the same. Even listening to a live or a live two or a live three or what, you know, their, all their live albums. Even like Spotify has KISS off the soundboard. It's different. You get a little bit of that energy, but unless you're there, you're never like Bill Tanner. And I used to have this argument all the time. Is that the band with the kitty cat drummer? Yeah. And the demon bass player will light your ass on fire. You grateful dead fan. Tell me that the <laughs> dead put on a better show than kiss. I don't think so. 
And, you know, he used to make fun of me for it. And Mars did too, which is funny because Mars is also a closet Kiss fan. He'll admit it too. I, I asked Bill uh, on the air, as a matter of fact, I said, have you ever seen Kiss live? Well, no, then, then you don't know what you're talking about. And he actually, we actually kind of got into a little bit on the air, like uh, genuinely kind of pissed off at each other. Cause I got, was just sick of him bashing kiss all the time because yeah. he's a grateful dead guy, which is fine. I mean, you like, like the dead all you want. Um, they don't compare to kiss kiss it even alive on stage. There's no comparison. And I was like, well, have you ever seen kiss live? And he's well, no, well, you then <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. At that point, I think I'd seen kiss 10 or 11 times. I saw, I saw him every year from 79 to 89, and I missed a couple of years in the 90s. And then I saw him two more. Yeah, two, three more times after that. So, yeah. Two questions he, for you. Yeah, sure. Related, related to Kiss. Number one, Domino. Mm -hmm. Standard rotation song on radio or not? I think in this climate, no. I, I would personally not feel comfortable playing that because the sub because the subject matter. If you don't know the song Domino by Kiss, it's about an older man trying to get in a teenage girl's pants. We play it. Well, not trying, but actually doing it. Um, after After Me Too, just with the shifting social mores, I I don't know that I would. And you know, for for those of you who don't know me, and I don't know what your guys' political leanings are, I'm pretty far to the left. <laughs> I'm very lefty. Um, and it, whatever your political beliefs are fine. That's great. You know, whatever your socio-political leanings are, that's cool. Do you think, um, for me personally, I would say, no, I'm not going to put that song in rotation. <coughs> we play that's a battle. I'd rather not fight. Like, you know, what do you say to, to a mom who, who calls into your station when you're playing that, and said, what if this was your daughter? What if this was my daughter? Is it still a good song? I don't think so. I, not to me. I, I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Question Thank two, hit that. me. Sure. <laughs> have you, have you been to Las Vegas? And have you been to the real All Suites Resort and Casino to play the Kiss Mini Golf? Yep. The, there are pictures of me doing it, as a matter of fact. Um, okay, good. So, I, as you know, I'm a huge lifelong Raider fan. So, and my wife and I got married in Las Vegas. We had a destination wedding. It was super fun. Um, the day before we got married, it was me, one of my groomsmen, my buddy John, as a matter of fact, uh, our Halo buddy. And my brother went to the Rio and played Kiss Mini Golf. And looked at all of the, the guitars and the boots. And the coolest thing they have there is the silver Porsche. I think it's a 911 that Gene and Paul bought Eric Carr when he joined the band as a welcome to the band gift. And that was really moving for me because if you don't know, Eric Carr passed away uh, years ago now, like 91, I think, was when Eric, Eric passed. Um, and that was genuinely touching. Like, I got a little choked up. Um and it's 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 really cool because there's like one of Gene's axe bases, Paul's uh, mirrored Iceman, Ibanez Iceman, and you know stuff like that. Other cool thing about Vegas, other than like coolest thing is because that's where I got married. Um, then the kiss thing at Rio, and then I got an anniversary present from my wife, uh, twenty one, 
I got a tour of Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> and like into let's like into the locker room, the press boxes, the owners boxes, all that. And that was that was a great day. That was pretty cool. For a lifelong lifelong Raider fan, that was pretty kick. I, I, it's not expensive. I think it's only like it's under hundred bucks a person. So if you go to Las Vegas, even if you're not a Raider fan, if you're not a football fan, you get to go down on the field and you get a, a couple of free drinks afterwards. Um, it's one hundred percent worth your time. The the facility itself is just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Huge. If you've never been to, yeah, the, the, it's they'd be called the Death Star. Yeah. Um, Allegiant Stadium. It's massive and it's so cool. <laughs> My wife, not a sports fan at all, and she enjoyed the out of it. So, strongly recommend it. The, the reason I ask is because the Star Trek Las Vegas convention is typically held at the Rio, except for oh, one yeah. year in the past um, eight. And I've been going pretty much every year. And, uh, it would have been kind of a travesty had I played Kiss Mini Golf before you. So that would, I don't know what kind of universe we'd have to put up with after that, but I mean, you know, that, that probably would have been a problem. So, yes, <clears throat> right around my birthday is uh, the STLV, the Star Trek Las Vegas. And, uh, oh. Love, love uh, going to the Rio for that. Let me let me see how good my memory is. August, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Boom, baby. He's Still good. got it. Yes. I'm not senile yet. <laughs> nah, we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> either. Oh, Howard's thinking. He was. He had the I thinking did. face. Well, yeah. You know, this has been a great conversation, Kidder. And I hate to do this. Oh. You know. I, Especially, you know, because you know we're having a lot of fun. This is a long podcast. Oh. <laughs> I, Again, I gotta th- down. I gotta throw this out at you. Cabinet of Curiosity. What the hell is that? This is a speakeasy at Harris, or not? Not at Harris at Bally's. Okay. And it's phenomenal. They'll not only your traditional speakeasy drinks, but they will also create custom cocktails just for you out of what you like and it's a one-of-a-kind drink because it's made just for you cool valley's is kind of yeah that's vegas is kind of my wife's home away from home she loves las vegas yeah and i've I've gained an appreciation of it myself still not my favorite place like my favorite city in the world to go to is chicago i love chicago i just love the whole vibe vegas is her playground and if i said hey we should go to Hey, let's go to Vegas. Um, Kidder was telling me about this place at, at Bally's called the Cabinet. And she'd be like, uh, well, let's see. I'm booking a flight now. <laughs> if I say, let's go to Vegas, we're, we're going. So, yeah, cool. I will. Howard, you're trying to wrap this up, man, huh? I, well, yes. On that uh, traditional Howard Stomped <laughs> transition, Kidder, <laughs> we've been talking for quite a while. It's time that we wrap this show up with some cheap plugs (laughs) well they're not so cheap tonight in fact they're a little extra premium because we've had a premium guest on and you know what happens when there's a premium guest that is the the talent's ass (laughs) of the premium is cheap plugs 
First of all, our website, beerbluesbs.com, beerbluesbs.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it at the bottom of your screen right now, beerbluesbs.com. On the website, you got our profile so you can figure out what the hell this show is all about. Plus, you can buy us a beer, maybe buy us a round, and it you know, goes into our PayPal account. So thanks to PayPal for uh, sponsoring us. In that buy me a guitar. Of- That'd be okay free sort of way yeah hey if you want i'm I'm still short like three four guitars that i need to complete my collection so (laughs) and if uh you want to buy paul kelly a guitar send us the money Uh, we'll make sure he gets it number one would be a a a rickenbacker 4001s uh bass in jet glow all the guitar nerds out there are like oh good pick dude (laughs) (laughs) love it also on our website and listen to the audio versions from Podbean. More importantly, how about a merch store? You want to support the Triple B? Get some sweet swag. We're talking pint glasses just like this one. The Triple B pint glass right here. BeerBluesBS.com has got our website right at the bottom and our sweet logo. How about I know Paul Kelly likes quite the old-fashioned. Well, this right here is the best old-fashioned recipe that you can get anywhere. No freaking cherry in an old-fashioned. Why? Because that's a Wisconsin old-fashioned, not a regular old-fashioned. It's not an old-fashioned. You want an old-fashioned? Get one right here. DearBluesBS.com. Click on merch. Pint glass t-shirt. Shower curtain. You can get a throw blanket for your... uh, Sweet bed, if you want. Do you, do you guys not have t shirts? Yeah, do you we have, have t shirts? Well, we have I better get a t shirt for coming on your show. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, PK, we don't have the budget for that. We're gonna have to make you buy the t shirt. We'll give you a discount. I don't work for free, me buckle. <laughs> you can uh, save 20%. <laughs> I wipe my ass with 20%. It's save 20%. Well, hey, uh, speaking of that, if you have maybe in the bathroom while you're wiping said ass with 20%, (laughs) how about a shower curtain? Yeah, you can get a shower curtain with uh, my face on it saying that you will have a water with hops and grain. Uh, That just makes me uncomfortable. That's. I mean, (laughs) look, I'm smiling at you like this is the best of your life. So Uh, enjoy your time, my friend. That's that's you look like a pedophile. The fun inside fact is the uh, the image of uh, Kidder there is one of uh, from his wedding day. So, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> your poor wife, man. <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> no. Yeah. A couple of my friends call my wife St. Teresa for putting up with me. So. <laughs> Poor me. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, get a sticker. Beerbluesbs.com. We, we need you to get a sticker. Help us out. Look at that. Nice, classy sticker. Put on your car, and then they'll yell at us instead of yell at you with your crappy driving. Amazing. Something like that. Uh, BeerBluesBS.com. Also, you can subscribe to the show 
One dollar a month can help keep us from starving and help keep this show on the air. Streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS. Again, streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS. We have a merch store there with some other shirts like the Big D Business Center, perhaps a premium T-shirt, or just a Triple B Classic. And, of course, you can donate to the show as well. Beer Blues BS on Streamlabs. That is streamlabs.com slash BS. If you want to watch the show, you're watching this. Thank you for being here. We're on YouTube. Just subscribe to our channel and smash that sub button and hit the thumbs up, please. We got to beat the algorithm. You know what I mean? Other than that, we are on all of the auditory services that are out there for audio podcasts. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, <clears throat> Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, IMDb, Player FM, and Podbean. And I'm sure there's even more that are ripping us off. And subscribe <laughs> to those too, because hell, it'll probably count for one of our likes. It might. Well, please. Please. You know, guys, uh, when Mar Mark hit me uh, about a week ago, and he's uh, just out of the blue, and we didn't get a chance to talk about the Scorpions thing, because that's what you actually, you sent me a vi an audio clip. Yes, uh, it's the Scorpions! Klaus so, and yeah. we, we can edit out something else, because we got to get the Scorpions thing in there. This is, this is actually <laughs> how Mark and I got to be friends. <clears throat> so... When I was still doing overnights on KJ way back when, we had carts. If you don't know what a cart is, it's like an it's like an eight track cassette, but it's only got about thirty seconds of tape in it. And our consulting station at the time was KQRS in the cities. Anytime an artist would roll through there, because they're a big state, they're you know like a market twelve or whatever, they're huge. Um, because they were consultants, like if they had Van Halen come through or April Wine or the Scorpions or whoever come through there they'd have them cut liners saying hey this is whoever you listen to kqrs and they'd have hey would you do one for kjkj and grand forks they're our, our little our little brother and nine times out of ten they'd be like yeah sure so <clears throat> i was doing it overnight and i saw oh i've got cool i got big city nights coming up one of my favorite scorps tunes probably my favorite scorpion song and i see a cart scorpions station id i was like Tense. Like, that's like one of the first things I could do. Like, I could play a Scorpions liner. So I put the cart in and I got this. I've got Big City Nights queued up and I hit the cart and all of those, hello, this is Klaus Meiner und Rudy Schenker und we are Scorpions. I mean, they just screaming their heads off. <laughs> You're tuned to KJ Vano 8. Now leave it on. And I'm like, that is the most German thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm howling with laughter, and I realized I forgot to push play on Big City Nights. So from that point on, forever, anytime I started playing the Scorpions, it was Scorpions with Klaus Meiner on Sleed Vogels und, you know, Hudi Schenk or Franz Buchholz or whatever. And Mark started doing it too, and it kind of became a running gag at KJ for uh, like a decade. Like, I, I mean, it was, I still do it. Like, a couple of my friends, like, do the Scorpions thing. So, and Mark sent me a, an audio clip and he's like, oh, and by the way, you should come on my podcast. So, that's how we ended up here tonight. We, we can Scorpions! We can thank the Scorpions. Did, did the clip go so far as the part after that? Because usually I bring up Germany because we actually get quite a few listeners from Germany. 
Tinder does that bit, and then it, the next thing that follows is, and I'd like to apologize to all of our <laughs> listeners in Germany. <laughs> what are you saying sorry about? This is classy. Say, say, don't make fun of the German people and German rock bands with the big hair and the leather pants. The they, they will rock you, but they will rock <laughs> you like the right hurricane. hurricane. <laughs> Commence the rocking! Engage with the rocking! And so rocking and so rolling and so banging of heads. Yeah, this is good. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, as, as a little bit of a, a slight <laughs> turn and, and down the uh, hallway, a little bit of the mang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a Rob, isn't it? That's uh, John I, Roberts. He's, he, Original, got, he got me into that, and yeah, then both of us would have Mang off. Mang. Yeah, because we'd we'd show up at the studio about the same time, and I'd sit in there with him, and every once in a while, he, he'd be like, ah, "I got Metallica," and I'm like, "Metallica, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, Kidder, hold on, you're not on for like three hours. <laughs> like, settle down." <laughs> but then we started Manging, yeah, and we'd have a Mang off. Mm-hmm. So then every Mang. Mm-hmm. Anytime, play some zipper, uh, man. He'd do it. I'd do it. PK I'd would do start it. doing it. We're all mang. So it's like mang in the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh. I mean, I I still do it to this day. Anything like uh uh <laughs> fire woman. Woman. <laughs> anything with man in it. I'm like mang. He's a real nowhere man. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. It is before still Howard, going in 2024. But before Howard has a an aneurysm, we should probably let this shoot. You guys, thank you so much. I had an absolute blast tonight. I've never done anything like this before. It's nice to be remembered. I'm genuinely flattered to be remembered in any capacity. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, I had a super amount of fun tonight. A great way to end my work week. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure having you on. And I mean, we pretty much hit all the cheap plugs, so we might as well be done plugging the plug. Yeah, sure. With with that little uh, tidbit, uh, Howard, final thought for you. Take us I, out. I mean, I, I mean, listen, we we we've covered a lot of ground here. I uh, you know, I I don't know how I follow up any of that. Um, Please so. for Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, uh, so I'll save my final thought for next week. <clears throat> you won't remember. You better write it down, you old man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> for the one and only slap in the maze, Paul Kelly. Thanks, man. For uh, thank Howard you. Blues, I, <clears throat> I am the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thank you for joining us for this and every episode of beer blues and bs remember keep your glass at least half full there's free beer tomorrow and we will catch you on down that funky slap in the face tuscan highway you have a great one we'll see you on the next episode of beer blues and bs you have been listening to a ua production of beer blues and bs if you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.
UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Oh, cool. We could use another light if you wanted to illuminate it yourself a little bit. No, I like, I like the dark, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's going to be great. You got about 12 pixels per face on you. <laughs> See, the only other option I had, the overhead light in here was really bright. And that's why I have these tinted glasses in here. Yeah. And like, because this is my work. This is where I work, too. It's right here. This is my work awesome. computer. Love so, it. When the sun comes across during the day, I get sun all day long in here, and it's bright as f and I'm like, oh, God. So I'm staring at a computer screen all day. And, yeah. Um, so uh, I, actually, I don't know you to the uh, to the right of Mark on my screen. So he on here, he oh, I, I could let him introduce himself. But please, years, yeah. he's been Just, known as, as Silent Bob because he comes along to shows and with me and everybody's like who's this what time is he on the air and uh back in back in the day but uh his uh, code name is howard blues this is my buddy chris we went to high school together here in bismarck and then college at und and potentially was at any of our kj remotes or everything. oh yeah hi baby my wife just poked her head in. <laughs> you want to come and say hi to Mark? <clears throat> She's like, no. <laughs> well, well, Jesus H. Christ. Okay. <laughs> um, and we haven't officially started yet. I mean, this is okay. all just, just stuff for him to edit in and out. So if she does. See, now, Howard, in. now I remember you. I remember seeing you at a couple of KJ remotes. I'm like, oh, that's Kidder's buddy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was always the one holding the camera. Because <laughs> when he'd come along, I wouldn't have to sit and struggle to try and take pictures of stuff and talk to people without being like, Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, can I get some of your free pizzas or whatever the you give it away? Can I have 12 of them? Yeah. Yeah. No, That's, no you know what? I, I've not, I've not been on the on the air in Grand Forks since 2015, and every time Teresa and I drive up there, no matter where we are, if we're in the mall, where we go to the Diamond, where I mean, we go to McDonald's, anywhere, somebody will come up with, "Dude, PK, remember when you gave me a shirt in 1997?" No, <laughs> sure, dude. You know, I have yeah. where I was in 1997 all the time. Well, you know how hammered you are still in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 